saw him on Last Chance U seasons three and four, I believe, on Netflix, where he led independence to a championship. They asked me to do a podcast, the Coach JB Show, uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I ain't no math major, but I'm a hustler. I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. That's Coach JB. Sarah Cheek, mother of four and an OnlyFans content creator. I want to give an unfiltered, be real, true evaluation of different things and, and really share my opinion as well. All in, all gas, no breaks. I love sports. That's just a part of who I am. She's got sports blood in her, so she's on the cover of FHM Magazine. And the coach, JB Show. The coach, JB Show. I'll never stop trying to reach the top because I still remember how the bottom feels. This is an anomaly, this guy right here. Yeah. This is a unicorn. Ain't nobody gonna say shit about JB. I'm trying to eliminate this soft society we have. I'll drink my yak and smoke my stick, and I'll get it back right What up, what up, what up? Real Coach JB, we're here with the fine Sarah Blake, right here live on the Coach JB Show on YouTube. I'm live on TikTok. TikTokers, come on over to YouTube. Become a member, the first 20 of you, and I'll give you guys a signed bottle of vodka today. So head on over to YouTube, check us out. Um, We got Alex Perez on today, former, or not former, current UFC fighter, contender, top six fighter in the world, in the the, uh, flyweight. Um, We got him coming on. We got Charles Arbuckle here today. Um... Charles Arbuckle is a former UCLA Bruin and uh, current ESPN analyst in the SEC. He's also was coaching the last few years. Uh, we got him, and uh, we got a great show uh, lined up for you today. So make sure you guys on on TikTok come on over to uh, to YouTube. Like I said, become a member today. The first twenty of you guys have an opportunity. To get you a signed bottle of vodka. I'll sign the bitch right here live. Also, I'm doing that for my normal, um, loyal community members here on the show as well. Because, you know, you guys have been here and you guys deserve it. So, I'm doing that as well. A couple of you guys won last week and got you some bottles. I know Brian got him a bottle and a few other folks did too. So, I appreciate you guys on TikTok and everything else. So, come on down. Um... Come on over to YouTube, man. We're giving away a uh, some bottles today, some merch, CoachJBStore.com. Check it out. This show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline and use the promo code Coach, or, uh, Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Sarah is back in the house. Sarah is joining us today. We're on this Fearless Friday. We're on this I'm Fearless back. Friday. You all squared away? <laughs> all squared away. Hey, Between dogs kids. and kids, you know kids. what I mean? <laughs> hey, I, I got four dogs. They're just like having kids. So, I mean, shit, it is what it is. Uh, for all you guys that are asking how to become a member, it's right there on the ticker on the bottom. Just go to my page, hit the like button, subscribe. Um, it ain't that hard, man. Or Google it. It is what it is. You guys want some merch? It'll be worth it. Go check us out. Um, 
lot to discuss today. We got about thirty. We got about twenty-five minutes before our 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 guests join us um, here on the show. So um, also, Canna Dips is becoming a proud member and sponsor of this show, and uh, they're doing a giveaway for the winner of that. So you guys gotta go on over to Canna Dips cbd.com and use the promo code coach jb all caps and if i win the award i'm going to use the award money to give back to the show to give away merch to you guys it's in the community so make sure you guys do that listen to that join become a member today um yes sir yes sir brian me and sarah (laughs) are here today sarah's got some fly coach jb show merch on she's wearing um she said that she doesn't like it because it doesn't hold herself right. You know what I'm saying? I told her, I said, Sarah, Lucy, you guys, Jada, all you guys in the chat, you guys can relate to this, I'm sure. Uh, well, I haven't seen your bosoms, of course. But, um, you know, I told her, I said, I don't know if any fabric can hold your gifts up. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I just know. want I, it to be, like, tighter and, like, up more. Yeah, I mean, Sarah's... Uh, Sarah um, just made Jay bust a nut on the show live. So that's the first time we've ever seen that. Um, TikTok, what up, man? I appreciate you. We got 400 people live in here. Come on over to YouTube, man. Become a member. Subscribe today. Uh, we're live here right on YouTube. Stephen Montgomery said, am I still in Kansas? Stephen Montgomery, do you have Google, motherfucker? <laughs> Fucking Google it, homie. God damn. Figure it He's out. He's not Dorothy. Yeah, like, God damn, I don't get it. He clicked his fucking heels and got out. Right? Clicked his hell. <laughs> Dorothy? Are you still Dorothy, motherfucker? Um, Jada said, I was going to pose with my bikini and vodka. Damn, when's it hell coming yeah. in? Did you track it? Did you track it, Jada? Go track that shit. I need to see you in that bikini rocking that vodka. I got to see it. I got to see it. Um, Sarah, what up? We're just chilling today. Um, this show is brought to you by Canadips. Go on over to CanadipsCBD.com. Use the promo code CoachJB and get you 20% off. And like I said, I'm do- they're doing an award. I want to win. Me and Sarah like to win. We've been talking about making this show great and doing everything we need to do. So make sure everybody in here hits the like button, subscribe, become a member, and share this shit on Twitter. Hashtag Coach J- the Coach JB Show and retweet it, and you'll get an opportunity to win as well. We got all kinds of different shit going on, so make sure you share that shit. We're trying to do everything we can. Um, we're gonna blow it up either way, though. Short, fast, skinny, and tall. We get it done, and we do it all. You know what I mean? Let me get you started with the quote of the day uh, before me and Sarah shoot the shit. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. But courage lasts forever. That's just one of the, sh- the uh, gr- many quotes that I always come up with. And uh, I just wanted to share that with all you guys. Because a lot of you guys think success is final. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. Failure don't kill you. It makes you stronger. But courage does last forever. And I think you need to realize that. Because a lot of you guys are ballless. You have no balls. You have uh, what we call clitorises. You guys don't get it. You men out there do not understand it. You, your wives, girlfriends, and significant others have bigger balls than you. And you're the man. Man, courage lasts forever. Go drop your nuts, man, and shit. Go get something done. Um, Sarah, she drops her nuts every day, and she's getting shit done. Believe that shit. Um, 
Sarah's a writer. I'm just letting you know. I've been dealing with her the last few days, and uh, she's a gangster with it. Um, appreciate everybody on TikTok. Come on over, man. Come on over to uh, YouTube right now. We're live, and come on over and head on over and check it out. Um, hey, make sure you guys, there's, there's about 300 of you guys in here on TikTok, man. Um, you guys got to come on over to... Uh, Shit, I don't know if I lost you or not. Um, I'm so bad on social media, dog. <laughs> I'm the worst. Um, let's see. Hey, all you guys live in here on my TikTok, go on over and become a or join or subscribe, whatever the hell they call it, to the Coach JB Show. My TikTok, we created a Coach JB TikTok. So make sure you go on over to there and you can get a chance to win um, some free merch, vodka, and uh, stuff like that. So... Go follow the Coach JB Show account on TikTok, all right? So make sure you do that. Um, Christopher Clark, I don't know. We're going to get into some football shit today. Uh, me and Lisa are going to talk. Or Lisa, me and Sarah are going to talk about this. Lisa? Who's Lisa? I, I saw the girl on TikTok. What are you talking about now, huh? No, I saw the girl on TikTok, <laughs> and I'm like, shit. Um, so I don't know. Um I don't understand what Christian's saying to me. I got too many things going, and I can't fucking read three things. Tight. We need fuck. to tell our confessions. We need to confess. I'm so bad, huh? I said we need to do our confessions. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> I think your confessions are going to be much lot better than mine. Um, I don't know if I have really any confessions. I'm trying to figure out how to even do fucking tiktok i don't even know how to get back to the tiktok live now because of my phone like christian wants me to do three things right now and i'm fucked christian is good with this christian by the way shout out to christian harris appalachian marketing group make sure you guys follow him on twitter as well he has 13 followers we need to get him some followers uh i don't know what he has but um i don't know how to get back to tiktok tiktok how do you get back to tiktok um, anyway, let's get on with the show. I don't know what I'm doing on TikTok. Everybody on TikTok, come on over, man. YouTube, appreciate you guys. Um, make sure you follow the Coach AB show. It's right there and uh, hit it up. And make sure you come on over to YouTube and uh, get an opportunity to win some free vodka today. Signed. I'll holler at you guys. Peace. <laughs> What's this in Usher con concert confessions? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, Jay. It is. Jay. I, I would like to say for you to call in one time, but you will bust on yourself, and I don't need that right now. <laughs> um, all right, so poll question, Sarah. Poll question, all right? Uh-oh. Um, let's pull it up. Let's pull it up before our guest joins us. Um, this is probably a great confession for you right out the gate. Poll questions, ticking on the bottom. Favorite position. What is your guys' favorite position in the chat? Drop a, drop a, drop a comment. What's your favorite position, everybody? Jada, we want to know. Lucy, we want to know. Lucas Hamlin, become a member. All you guys that ain't green, become a member today. Best dollar ninety nine. You can get. Um, Jay, we're not taking callers right now, dog. God damn. Um, Brian said doggy. Yes. That. Jada said on top of him. Oh, she is a woman in control. What the fuck is the Eiffel Tower, David? Yeah, what is that? The fuck is the Eiffel Tower? Lucy came out and said doggy. Damn, Lucy, I hear that. Me um, too. Uh, 
Yeah. Jay Henry said, I'm a dog. Shut the fuck up, Jay. You slapdick. Um, <laughs> what is the Eiffel Tower? I got to know what this Eiffel Tower shit is. I need to know what that is. What is the Eiffel Tower? I need to see a picture of that. What do you do? Like, Christian, I need how, to see what like, the Eiffel Tower is. Um, I, I don't know. Is that like spreading the le- the legs? Oh, Eiffel Tower is three people. One hitting it in front, three the people. front and the back, and the back on the high five. <laughs> oh, shit. Get the hell. That sounds way too complicated, homie. That shit and the, sounds what so if you only have two people? Huh? What if you only have two people? Then how do you Eiffel Tower that? Like, do you, do you Eiffel get Tower is a dude on toys? each end of a girl. Oh, shit. I don't want to fucking sword fight, homie. You bullshitting. Two girls? I know. I'll take that. Now we got conflict of interest here. See, I don't know what Sarah would rather have. I'd rather have two girls, Sarah. Well. you rather have two girls or two guys? I mean, like, you can switch it up. Damn. I, <laughs> I mean, we that. could. So, um, what does Matt Depends think? Depends what I'm feeling Matt. that day. I got to bring day. Matt on here one day. I got to bring Matt on here one day and ask him. Whether you rather oh, have two guys or two girls? Shit. <laughs> Oh my God! He would, he I would chop his we, off. We, yeah, I hear you. Um, I think you could say dick. I don't know. We're probably already shadow banned or whatever. <laughs> We're figuring that out as we sing. If anybody in here knows All about I'm shadow banning on is YouTube, that, no, fucking hit us up. If anyone in you know who knows about shadow banning on YouTube, hit us up. Um, we think we should be having about a thousand live people in here, but we only got a hundred right now. So make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. It's one fifteen, about fifteen minutes. We got Alex Perez joining the show, UFC uh, fighter, MMA fighter, um, UFC uh, flyweight. Um, we're gonna ask him a series of questions. Um, Sarah, did you answer your favorite position? Yes, I said doggy. Oh, everybody likes doggy, huh? Well, cause okay. I am like the primary in my relationship. So sometimes I don't want, like, I want to be dominated. You know what I mean? I'm really dominant outside of the bedroom. So I want somebody to dominate me inside the bedroom. Okay. That's a good little theory. Uh, Alexander Mann said, you weren't on my page, even though I got the notifications on. See? I think we're shadow banned. Ooh, we're looking we into are. it. We're looking into it. Hey, can everybody in the chat make sure everybody that's in here right now turn on your notifications for my channel so we can get that going? Um, we got some things in the works, so make sure you guys turn on your notifications because a lot of you guys don't. A lot of you members out there, subscribers that are, we got 14,000 members or subscribers, 300 members. Make sure you guys turn on your notifications for us all. Appreciate you. Um, and uh, I don't know why you don't have, I don't know why you're not getting notifications. We don't really know. We're going to answer that question to YouTube later on. Uh, we've had a few sets, a few calls we got set in there. Lucy said she does get notifications. So it's hit and miss. Um, I don't know. But now we got people saying the same thing. Uh, he didn't get a notification either. Marcus said he gets them every day. Brian said he gets them every day. So extraterrestrial said he has them on, but don't get them. Well, you're not a member either. Maybe maybe only members get them. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know how that works. Um, we'll see. 
Joseph, you can't be asking me questions if you're not a member yet, dog. You can't be asking me fucking my own questions, motherfucker. Shit. Figure you gotta become a member, then I'll answer Chinese or Vietnamese food. Shit. Um, all right, so doggy, I mean, we understand Sarah's reasoning behind, and she gave us her rationale. Um, yes. So I get that. Um, okay. That's not really a confession, though. So I know you got a few confessions you were talking about, talking about and telling the, the fine folks here today about. what. What's your confessions today? I don't know if it's really like a confession or not. but So I started getting laser hair removal, right? Okay. I don't have a lot of hair on my body anyways. Like, I'm not a hairy person. I'm not a hairy girl, whatever. Like, I don't have leg hair. I've never, like, had to shave. Nothing like that. So, I wanted to, like, not have hair anywhere. And I started getting laser hair removal. Well, the first two times, you have to go in sessions. And I had no idea you had to go in sessions. I had no idea I would have to be in the positions that I was in either really? with my female uh, laser hair person. So is it a woman? It's a woman. Okay. And I'm obviously doing that Brazilian. So I'm getting all of that down there. Laser hair removal. I could only handle like it's like four to six sessions. I could only handle two sessions with them swiping that like a credit card. Really? All up in there made me frog leg and everything. Like it was like going to the gynecologist, but it like they're burning you. Wait, what the fuck? What is frog leg? Frog leg. Like, you know, frog leg. Really? So like you're spread eagle. Like kind of like, yeah, like uh, like Indian style, but like open. Yeah. They wow. got to get all of that down there. So they're all the way in there. Yes. But so question. I'm not letting her laser hair removal my like my b-hole because it hurts, but I don't have a lot of hair. So do you does that would that bother a male? If you like, had, if it's a little fuzzy, where though? Where are we talking now? I'm lost now. Is it your butt or your? Yes. Yeah, well, I well, I'm. I mean, I can handle the top of my area down there being lasered and the sides, but when she goes in between, your crack, my crack. That's where it's like, holy shit, that's hot. Really. Yes. Okay, so look, I don't want to get into too much detail here, but like <laughs> Jada actually likes anal sex. She has made it very clear that she's came out and said it. So I got to ask you, Sarah, if you've ever done anal, you use lube anyway, I'm sure, right? So is it not, is it, isn't that get hot too? No, that's a totally different sensation. Oh. This is like, like burning yourself with a cigar. Oh, yeah, I'm not. Down there. I'm not. Lucy came out and said, it's hard being a girl, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It is. But do you think, like, you know what I mean? I get it. I, no, I don't know what you mean because I don't <laughs> get laser fucking hair removed from my balls. I <laughs> I get Manscaped, right? I go get Manscaped. And then I got Manscaped. They were a sponsor. So I was using Manscaped for a while, even though I'm not really 
I'm not really, you know, um, hairy either. Like, I'm not a hairy guy. I don't like hair that much. I'm not, I don't got hair on my back and chest and all that nasty shit. Um, like, I have a, I have a, I have a fucking problem with hairy people for some reason. Like, yeah. Why is that? Like, I don't like hairy people. Like, I despise them for some reason. Like, they're, they're always like an idiot. They're always like a fucking idiot. Like, the guys that have the hairy back and the hairy chest. I don't understand that. Like, okay, maybe. I don't. How does it grow? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, don't you see that? Like, yeah, I, don't you I, like. I don't know. Have you ever seen the guy with the shirt on and the hair's coming out of his neck? Yes. Like, I just want to, like, fucking, like, just duct tape that shit and just run and just run. I just want to run with it. You know what I mean? I mean, do something with it. Uh, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. Confessionally, I, I'll give you a confession. I don't really mind the hair. I don't want full on like Madonna and Playboy. Like when she had fucking full on. A bush. Know, yeah. And hairy armpits. She had all that shit. Um, like Miley Cyrus. Yeah, see, I don't know about that. It, it, that's a big turnoff, I'm going to be honest. If you got hairy armpits and hairy, just hairy legs, like a woman with hairy legs um, is probably the biggest turnoff in, my, in the world for me. Yeah. But listen, Sarah, yeah. I know a guy that likes hairy legs on a woman. The fuck? Oh, yeah. I'm sure, like. I'm learning a lot these days and there's a lot of kinky men out like kinky men out there that like leg hair. They Ugh. want toenail clippings. What? Like, yes. Uh, how, what the fuck does a man do with leg hair? I don't know, but there's, I, some guy paid me to have, my, like, I went and got a pedicure, and then he wanted the dead skin from my pedicure. What? Yes. Man, you guys better hit the like button, subscribe, become a damn member. <laughs> if you want to get some damn skin from her feet, <laughs> you motherfuckers better become a member. I don't know about the hairy thing. Like, oh, man. I don't know, dog. I don't know if I could do the hairy leg A. I, I just can't do a hairy leg. There's just no way. There's no way I could do a hairy leg on a woman. There's just no way I could do it. Um, but, yeah, Lucy. Oh, my God, Sarah is right. And panties. And panties. Like, that's a huge deal. Oh, they want your panties. They want panties. They want. I mean, that's more like. I've heard that. That's much more respectable, right? <laughs> more respectable. As a man. I mean, come on, Christian Malone. Christian, that's not going to keep you warm in the winter. Hairy female legs is not keeping you warm in the winter. All right, I, got a, I got a real easy confession, all right? Um, I've been watching Hard Knocks. I said it on the show already, so it's not really a Hard Knocks confession, but it's giving me like... Football coaching vibes again. Watching that, um, watching that staff and that and that show. I know you haven't really watched that show, but Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions is giving me some coaching, some coaching uh, vibes. I don't know if that's a confession or not, but because I haven't had that in about three years, so I haven't even wanted to really coach in three years. So that's a confession. Um, I don't know. I think that. 
maybe you'll coach again. Maybe, maybe. Um, you know what? Another one, Christian reminded me I do have one. Um, <laughs> I don't watch TV a lot. I don't watch shows. And Christian told me about a show. So when I go to bed at night, I turn on my TV on Netflix that I don't really ever watch. And he told me about this show, and I saw it. I didn't even look for it. I, it was the first thing that popped up. Park Boys or Trailer Park Boys. Oh, my gosh. So Christian, you gonna, would watch I'm that. Gonna, we're going to try to get them on the show. We've reached out to Trailer them. Park, is it Trailer Park Boys? Trailer Park Boys. I have never watched it. I did not know it had 12 damn seasons. And the guy that walks around with, like, the, the bourbon and Coke or whatever. And, uh, oh, man, it's, it's, it's classic. I, I do appreciate that show, even only watching it a few times. Um, I just started watching it, so I have to tell you, that is a confession of mine. Um, Julian, yeah, he walks around with the bourbon. And then the other one with the pompadour or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to sit down one day and watch them. Once I once I figure out my dog situation. Anyone out there interested in a great uh, boy dog, male dog, uh, Bonham? Everyone's seen it from my social media. Big Bonham. He's a Gatorhead bully out of Mississippi. One of the most well respected bloodlines in America. Um, he's just too many alphas in the house. And I'm not going to get rid of Ash, Stogie's last son. So Bonham, love, I love him to death. Got to find a home for him. Lucy, Jada, all you guys, he needs a woman. He needs to be with a woman and no kids, no dogs, no nothing. That's preferably. But especially no dogs. He just means with a woman. He's great with kids, people, humans, loves them to death. He actually loves Bailey to death. Him and Bailey could get along Aww. fine. If anyone wants two dogs, I'm even willing to do that. So, uh, just throwing that out there. Um, any more confessions? I watched, I like watched the other night. So, I like juicy things. You know what I mean? Like, I want to watch juicy, naughty stuff. Like porn? So, <laughs> it's basically porn. But on Netflix, uh, there's that show. It's I guess it's like. It's like foreign or whatever, but it's basically a foreign porn, like foreign porn. But it's like 365 days. The next 365 days, it's the second one to the first one. Have you seen this? No. Okay, so it's like trending, but there's a storyline in there. You know, I, I, I feel like it's soft porn on Netflix. Really? Yeah, like like, Skinamax. We used to call it Skinamax. Yeah, but there's a storyline, and I mean, the sex is pretty good. Really? <laughs> so you're watching it, and you're like, oh, hell yeah. Wait, but you don't see it going in or nothing. You don't see it going in, but you see the movements, and then you see her. I mean, I mean, you can... Really? He's thrusting, so yeah. it's good. Really? Yes. Um, it's like the stay-at-home mom porn. Really? On and Netflix. what is it called? Then it's what are they say 365 days and then there's there's a first one and a second one. Yeah, I'm not inter- I don't know if I'm interested in that. If I don't see it going in. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm like, "Oh, wow." Like I don't I don't need to see it going in, but like to me that's like the definition of porn, right? 
is that what what makes porn porn now? Because it's obviously changed. Because if that's on Netflix, then yeah, but that's not like real net. Like it's not really showing no real shit, right? Mm. Like it ain't showing no girl giving head or a guy eating a girl. It's out. showing him do that. Yeah, he's eating her out. Yeah, but it's not showing his tongue in their VJ, VJ, whatever you guys call it. It's showing this much. Really? Yes. I don't know. You've got to at least like, if you don't want to watch it, you have to at least just kind of look at it. You haven't sold me. You haven't sold me on it. You haven't sold me on watching it because I can't see. If I ain't seeing the real thing. (laughs) um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Alex popped in and then he popped out. So we're waiting on him. Um, He was like, this is a really raunchy conversation. Yeah, He's no, out. it's great. It's great conversation. Um, <laughs> it's great conversation. Um, no further ado, we're going to get this show on the road here. We got this great guest joining us here today. Like I said, um, Alex Perez, MMA fighter, UFC championship contender. Uh, we're going to bring him in and uh, appreciate everybody hitting the like button, subscribe, become a member, and make sure you guys uh, follow all our guests. We put up a... Uh, we're going to put up a ticker on the bottom for Alex, um, so make sure you follow him. And uh, with no further ado, Sarah, we're going to get to Alex. Alex, what up, brother? How you doing? What's up, man? How you doing, Coach? Man, I'm good, brother. I'm good. This is lovely Sarah Blake. I appreciate you coming hey, Sarah, in. Sarah, how you doing? Hi, Alex. What's going on with you, man? You're a Cali boy, huh? Yeah, man. Uh, Central California boy. You know, moved out to uh, SoCal to train. And okay. Been here ever since. Been here about eight years, nine years. Where you at? L.A. Uh, Irvine. Okay. O.C. O.C. Yeah. That's right. You uh, you from Lemoore, huh? Yeah, Lemoore, the five five nine man. Hey, so are you a are you a JUCO cat? Uh, yeah, I wrestled out there. Actually, we started a JUCO program around like two thousand like seven or eight and then i didn't get picked up anywhere so i ended up going to, to wrestle there from all uh Juco Where, where'd you go west uh, hills uh west hills college yep yeah man i know all that shit juco man it's a juco you know i know all the damn jucos that's a good deal cali juco man people don't realize there's 72 cali jucos that play football and uh there's only 71 in the rest of the country that plays so pretty interesting stat right there uh so what's going on, man? What, what got you into fighting? You just a roughneck growing up, defending yourself in the hood, or did your dad get you in it, or what? No, honestly, I mean, I, I mean, when I was younger, I used to be pretty angry, you know. And uh, my mom actually got me into wrestling. Me and my older brother, and my little brother, got me into wrestling, and kind of, uh, uh, you know, everybody people don't know, but at Lemore we had Tachi Palace. That's where uh, like W WEC was created. Uh, you know, Zufa bought them out, and then we had PFC and stuff like that. So I got to watch a lot of guys you know, fight. And I thought it would be cool. You know, I thought I was like, damn, this is one thing I want to try out. I didn't know if it was going to make be a career, but I was like, I don't be a guy like 50 years old. Like I could have done that. So I was like, man, give it a try. And here, 11 years later, I'm still doing it. Damn. So you have a brother. I have two brothers. I got two. a brother. He's a cop in Long Beach. And then my little brother's a diesel mechanic. I only more. There's nine of Did, us, but I got four boys. Oh my gosh. God girls. bless your mom. Did you guys <laughs> fight a lot? Like with the, brother thing where you guys like physical with each other uh we what? were to a certain point i mean there's a couple times we, we put hands on each other you know um uh, but we all wrestled so it was kind of cool because we all wrestled on the same team in high school and then uh obviously like it was crazy because uh 
my older brother was a varsity guy. I was a, a JV guy my first year. And then my little brother came in. He was a straight varsity. So there's always competition of uh, we always go to the same tournaments and stuff. So whoever did better, stuff like that, a lot of competitions. But, yeah, we put our hands on each other every now and then. The reason I'm asking is because I have two boys and I'm like, okay, they're going to kill each other. Oh, <laughs> Maybe I should put them in there. <laughs> but that's good, though. It shows it shows them uh, tough love, you know. You can fight your brother. You can fight anybody. Yeah. Oh gosh. No doubt. No doubt. Now you're 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 in the flyweight, right? Yeah. So what what is that? So break that down for my audience. I'm a I'm I'm a novice uh, UFC MMA guy. So what what is that like weight class? So uh, obviously we go through different weight classes. So I fight at 125. So uh, so usually when I start camp, you know I'm a little husky. I probably start about like 160. Once if I'm a little bigger than that, about 165, and I have to diet down to uh, 126, 125, 126. So I've done it when I was younger. I did it probably in about three, four weeks span. Now it takes me a lot longer. Like this last couple camps, I've had eight weeks, nine weeks, and I get down. But it's a lot of dieting, a lot of running. What do you do? Training, a lot of running. I probably run. <laughs> I mean, towards the end of my last camp, I was running four and a half miles in 29 minutes. Oh, wow. And yeah, I was, I was just moving, you know, do that, do the Aerodyne bike. Training, I train. I Like, for me, fighting is my main job. I always tell people I don't I don't get paid to sit on the couch. So I'm always training so I can take uh, short notice opportunities. So what I do is my training schedule stays the same year round. Maybe not as much sparring, live stuff, but I train three times a day, uh, so twice a day, Mondays and Wednesdays, three times a day, uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, it's one, one time. And then, uh, Saturdays is one time. Sunday's usually my day off. Now that I have a son. So I try to take a couple of days off, a couple of training sessions here and there off to hang out with my son, take him to wherever, go hang out. But, uh, yeah, my training schedules all the time stays the same. I get paid to fight. So I gotta be, I gotta be ready whenever they give me a call. It's not like, uh, we don't have seasons. We don't have. You know, we right. Don't a, we don't get a printout like, hey, this is where you're going to fight. I can literally they can call me today. Like, hey, you ready to fight in three weeks? Oh, no, you can't. Cool. We'll go to the next guy. So I always got to stay somewhere ready. Yeah. Stay uh, ready. You ain't got to get ready, brother. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a lifestyle. You know, it's not like a hobby I do anymore. I used to do it when I was younger. Now, I, I, this is my main focus, my main way of uh, providing for my family. No doubt. You got kids? I got one boy. No doubt. Congrats. Congrats. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So you're a top six fighter in the flyweight division, man. You fought for the title. Are you close to going back to fight for another title? Or is it kind of like you got to start over? Or how does it work? Um, so it, so in that aspect, it it's honestly who puts on the best performance. So I, I got to probably win about two to two more, three more fights, and I'll be right back in there. Like we're in boxing. If you lose early in your career you're pretty much running off you know usually when you lose championships yeah. you get you're always in that championship contender the one thing i like about mma you might lose but you can still come back and win for the title things like that you see guys lose their very first fight and win you know like uh this guy that just fought this last week and kamaru uzman lost early in his career i think he was under i think he was like 14 15 fights in the ufc undefeated fought for the title ended up losing but i mean so you can lose and come back. It's not like boxing. You lose one time and you're and you're pretty much screwed. So, um, you know, I, I say about two or three more fights. Uh, it's all about the performances, too. You go out there, finish, guys. Uh, people like watching you fight. It's a lot easier. You know, if you go out there and your fights aren't as exciting, it's kind of like, ah, uh, you know, it's a, it's a business. They want to market finishers. 
Nah, no doubt. So I know absolutely nothing about <laughs> MMA fighting. I have watched box. I'm Phil, I'm like a quarter Filipino, so of course I've watched boxing <laughs> with Manny Pacquiao. Like you know, duh. But um, is this? I saw this video. Is that really what happens with that guy that was like licking the blood uh, from this uh, last? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, there's some there's some guys that do some weird stuff. I mean, uh, there's a guy BJ Penn back in the day. He would uh, he beat this guy Matt Hughes. He has blood on his gloves. He's like licking his gloves, you know. Oh. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, MMA is a lot safer than boxing. That's crazy because really? people think well, MMA is way more dangerous. I'm like, ah, yeah, you get kicked, elbowed, but the ref gets to stop it when he feels you getting messed up, right? And boxing, you see guys get knocked knocked down, and it might be out cold. But they're kind of come up to their feet and they're kind of still just working on instinct. For an MMA, it's kind of like, hey, the ref gets to decide, and we're not taking as many blows to the head. Yeah, you can use your feet, right? Is that the you difference? Kick, punch, elbow, knee. You can wrestle. You can put someone on the cage. Like so oh, many different ways. Hell to win yeah! Where, and boxing, and boxing. I mean, you're punching each other, but ninety percent of the punches are going to the head. I mean. So, uh, yeah, everybody thinks some people are telling me like boxing is way more safe. I'm like, you're crazy, man. You're getting hit in the head way more than you are in uh, MMA. Nah, no doubt. I, what, so let me ask you this, man. I got to ask you this. I don't know if you can comment, but what's your thoughts on Dana White? Is his vision right for the talent or is it like, does he cater to the talent, you, the fighters, uh, or is it more like the PGA golf tour, like where they're, they're taking from the independent contractors such as yourself, or do you think that it's fair and, and, and he does the best he can, or how does that work? I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I think Dana White and the UFC do a great job. The one thing everybody doesn't agree on is the obviously the sponsorships, right? We have to wear uh, Venom, but they do pay us out of it, right? Like It's just like you know, it's like how many fights you, you've been in the UFC. You get like a – it's like a pyramid. You've been in the UFC, eight fights, you get paid this much. Twelve fights, you get paid this much. So I think some guys might be able to get more sponsors, but some can't. So it's like hit or miss. I feel like everybody always talks about fighter pay. I was like, man, I remember I started in 2011. I was 19 when I did my a professional fight. And I was making, I remember I made $300. And I had to drive from Lemoore to Turlock. Damn. I had to pay for my own gas. I paid for my own food. So by the time I was done, I probably had like 100 bucks left, you know, if that. So, I mean, the fighter pay, I think it's it's a pyramid scheme. The more you win, the more you get paid. Right. So I think the pay is great. I mean, it, basically, you got to invest in yourself. So you keep winning, you keep doing the right things, you're going to be making more money. Um, so it's like hit or miss, man. Dana White, I mean, I've met him a handful of times. I've talked to him a handful of times. He's cool. He's a good dude. He's doing it. He's the best in the game doing it, right? He's promoting biggest, uh, biggest organization in the, in the world. Um, I mean, yeah, it sucks. Everybody wants to get paid more. I'm pretty sure, you know, that CEO at some company wants to get paid more, but you gotta for us. You gotta win to get paid more, and um, I like it because it puts a lot of uh, accountability on myself. So I'm cool with the way we're getting paid. What's your thought on Logan Paul and that whole thing? <laughs> I know, I know Logan Paul and, and Dana go back and forth. Is that? Oh, but how can he? I don't understand Logan Paul's take on this thing. I'm not a big Logan Paul. I don't know anything about it. But how does he? He hasn't really fought MMA or UFC. So how is he bitching about the pay? I, I mean, it's just over because of who's already been paid. Yeah, well, a lot of states uh, release how much people get paid. You know, it's like you can go Google and be like, hey, how much did Alex Perez make his last fight? Um, like I said, do I feel like 
we deserve to get paid more. Yeah, everybody des- deserves that. But he he's comparing it to boxing. He's like, well, look at these boxers. I'm like, well, you go look at the whole go look at the whole card overall. Yes, Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> Canelo, yeah. all these guys are making millions. Right. Look at the guys that are fighting on the very first fight of the night, making it like a thousand bucks. You know, right. they're just using it for the exposure. Where like the UFC, you come in at a base pay. So if the best best pay is eight thousand, eight thousand or whatever it is, it's, you know, it, that's what you're getting. The one thing that maybe he, he has a decent point on, I guess, would be um, uh, we're not guaranteed our full pay. You get paid half, and then you get the other half. So, if it, so like, if a person says you're getting paid eight and eight, you get paid 8000 to show up, weigh wow. in, you get another pay, another 8000 to win the fight. But like I said, it's all on the person, obviously, how the fight comes out. I feel the pay is great, getting paid good. Uh, like I said, everybody's different. I mean, that's why he's commenting commenting on it. But, I mean, he got lucky. He skipped the line. He's making millions where the guys on the undercard aren't making much. Maybe on his cards, the people are. But you go to a regular show, they ain't making nothing. What's your thoughts on the Bellator deal? What, how, explain that. Dif- what's the difference? Uh, so Bellator is another league, basically. Uh, it's just like baseball, right? You got the major league, the minor leagues, kind of the same thing. That's the, that's the way, if you look at it, major leagues – I feel like is the UFC. Bellator does have great fighters and stuff, you know, but their undercard's different. If we go to, like, say we go to Fresno, right? You got a, a main card that's on TV, doesn't have to sell tickets. But if you got, if you're on the undercard, you most likely have to sell tickets because they need ticket sellers, which is not a bad formula. You know what I mean? Uh, it works for them. I mean, UFC, my first fight, I fought in, I fought in Fresno, my very first fight. I didn't sell any tickets or anything. But man, I I probably sold like, let them know probably like three four hundred people showed up just to watch me uh, fight. My hometown basically came out there to support. Um, oh, that's so awesome. That's the difference between that. Hell yeah. So is there a lot of like pageantry in MMA like there was with boxing and no? Do you have like a walkout song? Yeah, my I walk out to uh, "Juicy" by Biggie. Oh, that's my that's my favorite part of my favorite song of all time. Walk out to that. Uh, everybody has a thing like my buddy changes his music, uh, his song every time, usually to where he's at. Kind of if he's on the East Coast, put some East Coast stuff, West Coast, West Coast. You know, how do you like mentally prep for this? Like, um, are you like, I'm going to beat this mother effer's ass? Like, is that what's in your head? Like, are you like, I'm going to, you know, uh, for me, it's different. I like to compete. I hate fighting. I love to compete. I love the thrill of winning. I love the thrill mm-hmm. of like, you know, as crazy as it sounds, like you learn a lot when you lose, you know, but you also learn a lot when you win kind of thing. I love that. For me, I can tell you this. I remember I, I'll be in the tunnel getting, getting ready to head out, you know, and then my, my brother, be my brother and his fa- friends are on this side, the other side. I got my, my mom and them yelling at me, you know, and I'm like, shit, I'm retarded. Why am I doing this right now? Like, <laughs> You know, I hear some guy be like, fuck him up, fuck him up. Like, guy, drunk guys yelling stuff at me. And I'm like, dude, that guy's retarded. But I was like, wait, am I dumber? Because I'm fighting for him. Like, I'm a retard. Like, like, shit. Once I get in there, like, the nerves and everything goes away. Kind of go to autopilot. Like, what am I supposed to do? Jump out? Um, oh, no. For me, I just always get nervous. Like, I try to I work everybody. I'm, like, up in the morning running. I run at night. I'm, you know, doing as much as I can because I don't like to that feeling to be, like, man, I didn't do everything right. But even right. then, when I walk into the cage, I'm kind of thinking sometimes, like, shit, did I do everything? Or this guy, did he outwork me? You know, there's always thought when you're going into a battle, things like that. And I kind of just 
for me, it's the thrill of winning, the thrill of going out there and showing I'm, I'm better than this guy, or even just going out there and doing it. Because from fighting my very first fight, I fought in front in front of like ten people in a parking lot in Fresno and behind a pizza parlor <laughs> to going out to be on the pay per view. You know, like oh shit, like this is a lot different. All the eyes are on you, cameras right in your face, and just like man, it's it's, it's different. But for me, it's just. I just like go out there and just compete. I like to win. Hey, I think I said Logan Paul. It's Jake Paul, right? Um, uh, it's one of them. I have no idea. Exa- exactly. I'm, I'm glad that. you said that, dog. Because if, <laughs> if, if 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 I knew his fucking name, he'd be important to me. I don't give a fuck about the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what Paul it is. They're both fucking idiots to me. Um, hey, how'd you feel about Usman getting knocked out? He was on Pat McAfee's show and he was talking a lot of shit. It, you know. Is this basically a business that it can be anyone, anywhere, anytime? You catch the wrong kick, you're fucked. Yeah, man. Like, so when I fought for the title, best camp I've ever had. Body felt the best. Diet was on point. You know, usually I go into fight week probably about 12 to 15 pounds over. I went in like about nine pounds over, you know. Weight's on point. Diet's on point. Cardio's on point. Everything feels good. At the end of the day, you're swinging four-ounce gloves, you know. You don't know what the hell is going to happen, you know. Like, Usman was winning, you know, with 25, 24 minutes of that fight until he got caught with that head kick. Like, it happens. Um, I like what he, his response, though, was like, hey, champions get caught. And it's true. People get caught. I've seen people dominate fights and just get slept, you know. Like, oh, man, there's no way that should have happened. But it did. The one thing I learned a long time ago is don't make excuses and don't say you got caught. You know, yeah. You're like, well, the guy just caught me. Well, no, nah, he threw it up there. For me, there's no sense. The guy threw it. There's no lucky thing. You know, the guy, the guy threw it. You got, you got got. You know, um, but it happens. Just hey, slippers don't count. Yeah, man, it, it, it's crazy. It's four ounce gloves. I've seen people. I've seen some crazy stuff. You know, people be winning everything all of a sudden, last ten seconds, boom, out cold. You're like, oh my god, what happened? It's just, it's not over till it's over. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. Um. Do you plan on changing weight classes ever? Um, I They've asked me, you know, my team, because I have a nutritionist. They've asked me, but, you know, I, after losing my last fight, I feel like I got some unfinished business. I'm big enough to go up a weight class, but I gotta, I, I have to go out there and win a couple at this weight class, hopefully get another title shot, and then go up from there. But I got some unfinished business. I don't like losing. I, I'm People always tell me, like, man, like, you're a sore loser. It's like, well, shit. Yeah, who likes losing, you right. know? Exactly. Like, I'm, a, I'm a big old bait. Like, for me, after I lose, I put my running stuff on. My team knows not to talk to me for a good 30, 40 minutes. I go I go literally, I lose a fight, put my stuff on, and go run for 30, 40 minutes before anybody can talk to me. Because, man, I expect a lot better from my, out of myself. Whether if it's fight of the night or anything, like, I expect to win everything. And I'm a sore loser. I, I'm super bitter. I'm like, man, I think about that. It haunts me at night. Hard for me to sleep. You know, I, it, it drives me crazy. So I got an unfinished business at 125s. And after this, after I get a couple wins, hopefully another title shot, then I'll move up. But for now, I got to stay there. No doubt. 155 is a tough class too, right? That's like bantamweight. What is that? Uh, so it goes 25s, 35s, 45s, and 55s. It goes up by five, by, at 10 pounds. And then randomly it goes from 155s to 170. So it's a big old gap. Yeah, Damn. so it's a big gap. So I'll probably go up to 35, and then who knows? Probably when I retire, I'll probably be a heavyweight, though, because I love Korean barbecue, man. Oh, that's, shit. That's my go-to. I love that shit, too, dog. <laughs> I love that shit, too. 
Hey, what's so bantamweight is the next class up? Yeah. So yeah, bantamweight one thirty five. And who is that? That's like Sean O'Malley's deal, isn't he? Like blowing up. Yep. Sean O'Malley, uh, my one of my good friends, uh, Cheeto Vera, fights in that weight class. Um, he's he's a Latin American kid. He just knocked out Dominic Cruz, head kicked him. Yeah. Uh, my other teammate from uh, Ricky S- uh, Simon's on there. I one thirty five. So I train with those guys. So I know I can hang there, but like I said, got him finished business. No doubt, no doubt. Is what? there any drama? Is there any like beefing? Like you know, drama in the UFC world, yeah, MMA I, world. You know I, what I, I mean? Like, like I, feel, I feel like it depends on the person. Like for me, I just laugh. People make try to talk shit to me. I just laugh. I'm like, dude, come on now, we're gonna fight each other. Like, why? You, like, okay, whatever. You know, there's people that take it to heart. People actually, I've seen people not know the person and be like, I, I have to hate this guy to be fight him. For me, it's just a job. I get paid to punch you in the face no matter what. Like right. if I like you or don't like you. Like I fought one of my good friends, uh, Jusser. I fought one. Of my, I've known him for ten years, and the UFC's like, "Hey, you want to fight him?" I was like, "Where's the contract at? Send it." I wrote <laughs> him. I was like, "Look, man, it's business. You know what I mean? I'm trying to feed my family. You're trying to feed your family. If you don't want to take the fight, cool. But I'm not gonna turn it down." He agreed to fight. I beat him, and that's just. The, the, I was like, "Hey, winner buys beers, you know? Like, screw it. Like that. At the end of the day, like it's. I gotta support myself and my family." Other people get a little like, oh, I can't find my friend or blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, man, for me, I'll fight anybody. Sign that line. We're, we're going at it. <laughs> man, that's savage. I like it. That's savage. It's, it's different, I, yeah. though. It's different than playing like a, my boy in football in a game that's a team sport. Like, there is no tagging out for you. Like, that's it. There's no, no tag team partner you can tap out, tag out, none of that. It's it's you, and, and you have to look at yourself, right? Yeah, um, that, that's, why, that's why I like it, you know. A lot of... Uh, you have to depend on yourself, account, be accountable on yourself to get up and run, get up and do the right things, you know. And you know when you did and you didn't do it, you know. That's why, I like, there's no, I can't blame this guy for missing a tackle. I can't blame this guy for missing a basket. I can't blame nobody. It's, I blame myself. It's all you. Even if the camp goes well, hey, it is what it is. It's on you. Like, there's no point fingers at coaches, anything. It's, hey, it's all on me. That's why, that's why I love this sport. Nah, no doubt. I I, I tell, uh, I think I said it on the show before with Sarah. Like, I used to love recruiting wrestlers. That's my favorite kid to recruit because you guys are solo dolo. You don't have no tap out. You can't go get nobody else to help you get out of anything. It's all on you. And, and at the end of the day, man, I used to tell, you know, I tell my teams all the time, like, shit, we win, we learn. We don't lose. You, you win or you learn. And, and, uh, Hopefully, you know, that's kind of how the mentality is with a wrestler, in my opinion, because you, you're going to learn. Like, right now, you're learning. You lost a championship fight. You're trying to get back to that bitch and win that shit, and maybe you'll move up then once you've, you've conquered this step, right? So, no, Yeah, exactly. No, that's how it is for, for wrestling. You know, yeah, you lose, but you learn a lot. You learn a lot of things from winning winning as well and losing. Uh, you learn, like I said, I like it just because I learn more about myself, what I got inside of myself, because it sucks. Like there's been times where I'm like, you know what? I've lost before in the past. Like, Hey, this, maybe this is it for me, you know? And then a day later, I'm like, man, what the fuck was I talking about? Like I got a lot <laughs> yeah. more left. I got, I got, you know, you learn to pick yourself up in spots where no one else can, people can always help you, I guess. Like, Hey man, let's go get a beer. Let's go cheer you up. But at the end of the day, it's a lot inside of the person. Like it's a lot inside of me. Like I got to pick myself up before anybody else can pick me up. Yeah. I can put on a, a, a you know, a poker face, be all happy, drink a beer, you know, but it's all in the inside, man. Like, you know, I lost a fight. Friends and family come. I, like, I put a smile on. Like, hey, I'm okay. But deep down inside, that shit hurts, you know? Right. Don't fucking be there by yourself. 
and it takes time. People don't understand that. People think, oh, you'll be fine, you know, a day or two later. It's like, nah, that it sticks with you for a while, you know. And then once you start getting that rhythm back, but like I said, you learn about it. You learn about yourself and what you can go through and and get past. Nah, no doubt. What what what's in your future, man? What do you? How, how long can you see yourself fighting? You've been fighting eleven years, you said. Yeah, I started. So I did my first amateur fight in 2010, and I turned pro in 2011. And shit, I'm th- I started when I was 18. I'm 30 now, so I've been doing this wow. like 12 years. So, uh, you know, I, I got I got a couple good years. I got probably like four or five years left in me. You know, I'm, I just turned 30, so hitting hitting my prime. Um, for me, I'm I'm opening up. Uh, you know, I'm very smart with my money. I'm a people. My family calls me Mr. Krabs. Because I'm a penny pincher. I hold on to everything. Uh, I'm o- I'm opening up a couple businesses. Uh, Acai Bowl. Acai Bowl out here uh, in... Um, oh, my God. Those Port. are my favorite. Yeah. Acai Re- Republic. <laughs> so I'm opening one up. It should be open uh, third week of September. Uh, where at? Where at? In, in Orange. The city of Orange. Okay. Right yeah. Next yeah. To, um, right next to the Anaheim Stadium. Probably like a two miles away from there. By the block? So open, yep. Right next to the block. Seven, seven uh, minutes away from the block. Okay. So opening it up right there, uh, you know, trying to get things going because obviously I got a son now. I want to set his future up. I don't want him to work as hard as I did. I still want him to work. I still want him to work hard. Not like some of these soft ass kids nowadays. <laughs> but I, 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 no I, doubt. I, I want him to work. You know, I want him to, you know, have a better life than I did. I had a great life. My mom did a lot for us, you know, but I want it easier. I see my mom struggle and I'm like, man, I don't want my son to be in that position, stuff like that. So trying to invest myself, invest in different companies get myself going and uh go from there man uh open one up hopefully within two years get a couple other locations and go from there what are you gonna name it uh so i bought into a franchise called Aussie republic um good good franchise to buy into great you know they they don't let everybody in that thing's only 13 locations i'm the 14th one okay so they're kind of stingy about who they let in yeah and uh and stuff so yeah it's a it's a good it's a good uh way to make some extra money you know Hell yeah. Let my money work for me. Nah, no doubt. I like that shit. I, I like it. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, on on the Jake Paul and, and Dana White's whole uh, drama? Do you stay out of that type of shit, or do you hear it and see it on the tabloids and be like, "Fuck, man, just go away." I mean, I know. Uh, I I kind of I, I stay out of it. I think it's funny, you know, like uh, like the guy's like, "Oh, I want to fight this guy." He's like, "Don't get me wrong. Yes, he beat Tyrone Woodley, but Tyrone Woodley, if you look at him before he fought in the UFC." I mean, before he got cut from the UFC, I think he's lost like five or six in a row. He fought Ben Askren. Yes, he's a MMA champion, but he he fought in an organization called One, and he, and Bell, so Bellator, he won the title there. They didn't want to re-sign him, so he went into his other company called One FC, where the wrestling isn't that great. They're mostly known for like stand-up guys. He won a championship there, so the guy the guy's a really good wrestler. I think like a two-time All-American, uh, national champ. Uh, four-time All-American, something like that, but has no hands. So he beat those guys. He hasn't fought anybody real, like, credible, like, I guess, in the boxing world. Yeah. So I kind of just stay out of it. I think it's funny. People are like, always like, oh, this guy, this, this, this. Oh, he wants to make it better for fighters. I'm like, eh, don't get me wrong, I guess. But, like, this, the way he's going about it probably isn't the right way. And are the, are, are and these big-name the guys, are they here. Jake Paul, the Conor McGregor's, and all these guys that are still – are they still – good for your your sport are they are, do you need the name for the publicity to get that bottom line paycheck or is it or is it starting to become more of a uh you know like a mockery um I con- so connor did 
very well for what he did for MMA was he expanded, right? Like, he made the sport even bigger, which has always benefits the fighters underneath him. But with with without like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, like we're already getting paid. Like everybody, if you go, like it's crazy because you can go to a random UFC event because you, you know the name UFC. You don't know who's on the card. But you're like, oh shit, UFC's yeah. in town. Yeah. Like right. let's go there. You know, where where like Logan Paul and those guys have to use other people's names. I've, I I feel like, you know, like don't get me wrong. I think a lot of people watch because they want to see them get beat up. But they still have to use other people's names. Right. Where, right. like, UFC, it's a brand. It's a name. Like, you can go to China and be like, oh, shit, UFC is in town. Let's go right. Fight, you know? So uh-huh. I think I think they, Con- Connor did help it a lot by growing, you know, the way it did. Uh, Logan Paul and them kind of really, I don't think they really touch it too much. But like I said, UFC didn't was a good job branding the, the business. Nah, no doubt. What You got a fight lined up yet? Or is it, uh, are you waiting? I'm just waiting right now. Just waiting. Um, we're hoping, you know, December, kind of uh, going from there. I got a couple of injuries, kind of healing up. I freaking I tore, so I tore something in my eyeball, like one of the muscles in my eyeball. So Damn. my left eye is uh, super dilated, and the other one isn't. So like everybody's looking like, "You okay? What are you on?" I'm like, "I'm I'm on nothing. It's just my eye, the eyeball, like the muscle in it actually." Oh, tears. that's crazy. So I'm actually, yeah, I got a got a finger in the eye, kind of slid up when I mm. slid up, so it kind of tore uh, tore the muscle in there. So I'm just waiting for that to heal up. Uh, I mean, I'm down to fight, but they're like, no, it's your eye, it's your eyesight, you know. Well, like, I've got like, somebody you can fight. I, I tell them, I tell them all the time. I don't even like seeing half the people, anyways. You know what I mean? Like it's cool, it's just an eye. They're just like shut the fuck up, you know? I'm like, all right. But yeah, I gotta wait for my eyeball to heal up and then go from there. Hey, who? Uh, we got a couple of chat questions, man. Who? Who is CM Punk in the UFC? What's your thoughts on him? Oh uh, man, he uh, he he wrestled. He did WWE. He came over. I met the guy. He's a super nice guy. I can't say nothing bad about him. It's just hard when you're such a mega star jumping in over to a different sport, right? Because you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna get like yeah, you get easier opponents, but you're on the limelight from the very first fight. Where, like I said, I fought my very first fight. I fought in a parking lot in a pizza parlor with like 10 people where his first fight was in the UFC on a pay-per-view with a sold out arena. So it's, a, you know, you get a little bit different, uh, you know, a little different feel. I, and he's a really nice guy fighting wise. I really didn't get to see much. Like he fought lower level guys, but better than him. I just feel like he maybe if he would have took it a little bit slower, he would have been fine. But when he got in there, it's like, oh man, I, I think he was shell shocked. Nah, no doubt. No doubt. Man, look, I know you're busy, man. You're out there. Are you working out today? Yeah, I just got done with one workout. I'm actually going to go meet up with another another coach right now, get another workout in, and go from there. Ah, uh, no doubt. Hey, man, I, I always appreciate you, brother, being uh, supporting you, man. And I got to come see you fight when you get ready to go down, man. I got to come out there and grab one of those bowls and see you in the OC. You're only about <laughs> an hour from me. Oh shit! Yeah, man, come out, come out. I'll let you guys know when the opening's uh, when we have it, and then, yeah, come out, come hang out. No doubt, absolutely. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on, brother, and we'll stay in touch and hook up soon. Sounds good, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Alex Perez joining us, UFC fighter, uh, fought for the championship. He's got me all wired up now. I'm like, Ooh. yeah, you ready to go, Sarah? You ready to go? Hey. <laughs> 
And to no further ado, though, we got a uh, we got a football man in the house, so we got the testosterone rised up and raised up, and we're getting it going in here. So I don't know about all that estrogen, Sarah. We got a lot of we got a lot of men in the house today, so uh, you, you might balance this out. You might balance. Yeah, this we're out. balancing it uh, now. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce this great man right here. I'm gonna put him in the chat for you guys. Make sure you hit him and follow him on Twitter, Instagram, and everything else. Um, but with no further ado. Charles, what up? What's going on, man? Man, I appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, get you uh, situated, get you on the big screen. Uh, Charles Arbuckle, man, NFL veteran, former UCLA Bruin, tight end, played for the Colts, uh, ESPN analyst. Uh, what are you doing now? You calling SEC games or what are you doing? Man, wherever they send me, you know, I'll call ACC, SEC, Big Twelve. Hell, if, it's, hey, if, if you got, if you were coach. I come out there. Hey, you know how it is with ball, man. No I doubt. Said, if you love ball, you go ball it, right? I got. I think I'm losing <laughs> you. you. Um, State playing um, UFC. Let me see. Let you me put me. it. Let me make you small again. Oh, there you go. Um, when, is, this, is this your weekend? Your first weekend or next weekend? Next weekend. Yeah, I'm home this weekend, and I'll start up next weekend. I have App State. They've got a UFC coming to visit them, so that'll be a pretty good game. Oh, okay. I think App State's got yeah. App State's got some some guys that can play. And UNC is trying to figure out if they got a quarterback now with Drake May. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. No doubt. Sarah's a Tennessee Vol. She's SEC country, so she's down there in uh, Tennessee. You're at where are you at? South Carolina. You got I'm me. In Charlotte. I, yeah. I, I are you going, at Charlotte? So okay. I'm, I'm down this way, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. So Sarah. Yeah, I'm in Charlotte. I'm in Charlotte now. Got you. I think I'm losing you. Uh, can you can you exit it and come right back in? Yeah, let me do it real quick. I'll be right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think he's got a little service issue. Um. Technology boy, Sarah. I cannot figure it out. I'm horrible at it, and everybody seems to have it. The government is against us. Um. <laughs> we're not all supposed to be colluding. We're we're talking. And that's yeah. Okay. What's going on? We can't. <laughs> like, damn. We can't do nothing. It's crazy. Um. <laughs> I don't know. No, uh, Charles Arbuckle though um, was a was a man. He was an idol to me when I was growing up. So I grew up watching him. He was Troy Aikman's main target. Um, Legend, for, yeah, yeah, for a long time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna love to get to talk to him about that and uh, ask him those things. And I'll, I I want to hear what uh, him and Sarah go back and forth about this uh, SEC banter. So uh, Charles, <laughs> you there? You got me. <laughs> Yeah, I got you guys. There you go. Clear. There you go. Yeah. No, I, I was telling the crowd. I was telling everybody. I was like, man, uh, uh, are you with are you with Dan uh, Noka? Um, Dari. Oh, uh, Dari. Uh, yeah. Well, Dari. Dari and I used to do some studio stuff, but he is mainly in studio now. He'll come out occasionally. I got Mark Neely the first couple of games. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I had Dari on the show. I, I, yeah, yeah, Dari's Dar a good dude. Yeah, man. he is. Yeah, he's good people. He was good, man. I had him on the show. It was nice. Uh, I was telling the crowd here that uh, you were like an idol to me growing up, man. You Troy, Troy Aikman's tied in. You're on those great teams with with all those guys. Um, did you play with Bruce Walker? Yeah, Bruce was a little bit behind me, but I played with Big Bruce. Yeah. Let me ask you this, yeah. man. I got to ask you this. I haven't talked to you about this. So me and Bruce grew up okay. together. I'm younger than him. I'm a little younger, but. Okay. He was at my office the day he passed away. Actually, he passed away a couple years back. Um, yeah, his son's one of the one of the best high school players in America. Um, 
He, uh, Tom, Derry Donahue, rest in peace, mm-hmm. came on this bus. You guys were headed to the airport, and, and Bruce's ass was late. And he came <laughs> to get him, and Bruce was at my house. And oh. I will never forget it. In Compton, I'll never forget the bus rolled up, and I'm waking Bruce up because I didn't know where Bruce was supposed to be. I was younger. <laughs> And Terry Donahue loved Bruce so much that he picked that cat up on a bus headed to the airport. Was Bruce like that? And he was that guy, huh? Yeah, Bruce was a bad boy. You know, when he when he finally figured out how good he could be, he really he really became a great player. And, and you're making me laugh because you know that sounds like some slap dick shit that Bruce would do. <laughs> Hell yeah, coach, coach was this way though. If 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 you could play. And you showed impetus. He was gonna stay. He was gonna stay with you. He wasn't gonna give up on you. I mean, there was a lot of guys when he passed just so recently, and we were all back for his memorial service. It was stories that you never knew of the stuff that he did for guys like myself and so many others. I mean, it was. I mean, it was guys from all eras, brother. It was crazy to to go to that. But when I heard about Bruce passing, I just that that shocked me because he was he was a happy-go-lucky kid, and when he finally figured out. You know, he was the baddest dude on the field. He became the baddest dude. He was he was pretty pretty damn good. Nah, no doubt about it. What I know you're a, you went to UCLA. You obviously played when it was the Pac-10, obviously, uh, which was great football back then. What you're an old school guy like myself, I think. What's the UCLA USC leaving the Pac-12 uh, taste in your mouth done? You know, I hate it for all the you know games that you, you you know you're gonna miss. I mean, I love going up to UW and playing Washington and Seattle. Uh, when you get off the bus, they give you a big apple to eat. You know, it was <laughs> cool. It was just cool. It was one of those places. Oregon, one of the loudest places, even though it wasn't the biggest. Uh, I'm a I'm a miss that as a Pac-10 now Pac-12 guy. But I think, hey man, when the money is like that. I know. Oh, it's all about the money. Y'all know that. Do you think problem. it's going to be hard for these kids, though? I mean, to travel up to Rutgers, and then you come back, and then you may, might have to go to Michigan the next game? Like, for, for, Not for football. Football is easy because it's just one weekend you go out. I worry more so about all the other sports right? So than football. You know, if you're playing volleyball or basketball or all the non-rev sports that also do that gym, gymnastics, that becomes the issue. That's why I think they're still not done. They have to have two more schools out west, maybe, you know, four more schools out west. Yeah. And I would say Stanford to me is one of those that like, you can't sleep on Stanford. I don't think you can sleep on Washington and Oregon, even though they say right now they're not interested. They have to have some more schools aligned uh, with those guys. But I agree with you, Sarah. It's going to be tough on the non-rev folks. Football is a little bit easier because you go and then you come back. You can leave. I mean, they right. make all the money, so they'll send them out two days early if they have. Right. I mean, yeah. Coach, you know that. I mean, that 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 to me is the other sports I think are going to suffer a little bit more than those will. But I'll say this. Think about in the winter. If you're playing football, those dudes in the Midwest, they want to come out west. They don't want to be playing in the cold. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what my thing is, Charles. I think yeah. a cat from Ohio State is going to be easy bait for me to pick off nowadays in this current landscape, the NIL, the transfer portal. A kid leaves November snowing in Ohio State to come play SC, and nowadays you got coaches poaching the rosters on every team there is anyway. And how easy would that be to say, hey, dog, we're in December in the Coliseum. It's 85 degrees. You don't want to play in this? 
I'm trying to enter. And what I like what you just said is so true. When all these staffs have like 30 analysts, right? What are the analyst roles to do? They're sitting there scouting that transfer portal. They yep. know the J junior college level. They know the high school level. They know where your mama went to school. They know where you went to middle school. They know everything. And they got, they, they've already recruited you. So the minute you show any interest, they're on you like fly on stink. Like Colonel Tate. <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, no, it, I mean, I think if you play it right, USC and UCLA, USC in particular, they've always done a really nice job. I think Chip's now finally figuring out you got to get in that transfer portal and you got to get kids that want to come to Cali. Because, I mean, if you've been out there, you know it's just it's beautiful. No, nah, no doubt. What what's your current what's your current take on the what's your take on the current landscape of college football? I mean, the NIL thing, the the transfer portal thing. It seems like we are allowing it more than we've ever. We're not coaching it anymore. We're allowing it. Um, that's kind of the old adage. What I don't know, man. It's like the NIL deal. I'm all for it. I I, I mean, we me and you missed it right by some years, right? We would love it. <laughs> yeah, we would love yeah. it. But like, has it gone too far? And can we reel it back into where there's a hierarchy? Because right now, if 17 and 18 year olds hold the keys to the car, uh, they're not gonna listen to these coaches, and they're gonna be looking for greener pastures to be headed out and transfer, and looking for the so-called proverbial bag they call it, right? Um, I just think it's become very, very hard to coach a locker room full of cats that are on a 360 axis looking to get the hell up out of there. And because they're not either starting, they're not playing, their homeboys that they went to high school with were four stars. They're five stars, but he chose to go to Alabama. He's getting redshirted. His boys at LSU, and I find it more than anything, peer pressure on social media is causing these cats to transfer more than it is anything else. Well, I think, Coach, there's a couple – there's so many layers to it. I don't think you can reel it in because you don't have – like in, in other industries, you have like governing bodies, right? The NCAA has just said basically we're washing our hands of it. I've been, a, I've been a pharma for 20-plus years. The FDA has some semblance of oversight. I'm not saying it's perfect, but with the NCAA, if you don't have a commissioner or a person that can head that, that's one level. The other level is, if, if I'm I'm a pretty smart dude, you are, you guys all are. If I see the coaches doing things like they were able to make money like they've been able to, I'm going to want that bag too, right? So I think you said it best. You know what, John? I think it's your earbuds. Is it my earbuds? I think they might be. Can you, are you on a phone? Um, yeah, it's him, huh? Yeah, I think it's his deal. Um, you can call right back. Um, I think his earbuds are picking up something. Oh, there, he um, there he goes. Um, let's see. Yeah, let him get his phone. Um, I think he's got to just turn his phone. Well, Ricky um, Williams, did you see what Ricky Williams said about the the uh, NIL deals? How they need to be put into his into a trust fund. Uh-uh. Until these kids um, graduate. Uh, oh, really? There, there you go. Turn it. Can you hear us? He's like us. He like us with technology. He's like this is anybody who does all of this for hey. a living is like this is for the birds. <laughs> hey, he told me too before. He's like, man, I'm horrible on technology. I said, man, me too. Shit, I'm 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 horrible um, with that stuff. Um, 
Really? That's what Eddie, Eddie, you know why though? Ricky I can, Williams, I can, yeah. I, can, I, can, I got a rebuttal for Eddie. Um, you got Ricky, us? Ricky Williams said that, right? All, all kind of technical issues, but we're the worst. Listen, we're listen, the worst. So, so what I'll say is this, the coaches also are liable because think about all the things they've done and the money that they've gotten. And then you have no control and no, you, I don't know if you're going to get oversight. Unless mm-hmm. it's somebody that comes in and says, look, this is how we have to structure it or make it equitable. Because for so long, all this stuff was done in, in, in the dark. I mean, you've right. been in those recruiting wars, but you, you know what, what was going on. I mean, I grew up in the Southwest Conference era. Right. You know, where the bag was the bag. Right? <laughs> it was out there. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know. I don't know how you rein it in. Uh, and I think there's a few schools that can control it because they know if they lose a five star, they're going to replace them with the, another five star. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the smaller schools are the ones that, that end up suffering. So I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. And, and if you see if you see a seven billion dollar deal for seven years, I know. ACC, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the ACC is getting ready to come up for some, for, for more money. Uh, now, do you guys do you guys in the yeah. in the business like uh, the analysts? Do you reap any of that benefit? Man, come on, please, nothing, huh? <laughs> nothing. Oh, yeah. like PJ not, and not golf? In, no, not unless you're one of the, the 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 key top guys. And yeah, then that's going to be where you get that money. But that doesn't come down to us, coach. Yeah, <laughs> I wish it that's, did. That's crazy, man. So, look, there's recent news out there about um, the college football portion or aspect leaving the NCAA umbrella. Is that is that something real? Can that happen, or is that just talk? Well, I think that's kind of be real if you think about it. If they expand, think about that, how that's going to look, and that's going to also give the college football playoff an opportunity. I think some way, shape, or form, they're going to be – running college football before long even though it's under ncaa it really doesn't i mean ncaa can't control what's happening in college football so i think at some point you know they'll break away what was it 60 teams before is it going to be 40 teams is it going to be you know i don't know the number but i think there there will be uh a sector where college football becomes more what we always know it is the feeder system to the nfl Nah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sarah's out in South Florida, and they're having a huge storm, so she's she's struggling too. Everybody's technology screwed up. Um, <laughs> listen, man, I got to ask you something. Let me see if she's back. Yeah. You, you back, Sarah? Okay. Um, let me ask you something. You got us, Sarah? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm back. Uh, tell the fans, Charles, You got. I want you to tell mm. the fans, because I go, I go back and forth with these this quarterbacks discussion and stuff with all these mm. guys, and they always want to talk about this guy and that guy. And that. and I'm like, and I'm a huge, I, I want you to tell everybody how damn good Troy Aikman really was. Yeah, yeah. People don't realize. Well, well, well I'll, I'll say that. I mean, I'll just tell you the story when we first found out we were getting them. You know, you don't have all the stuff you have now, guys. You right. didn't have, like, all the social media. So you, you just heard you were going to get a dude that was 6'4", about 225, 230, that could, could spin it, right? Right. So when you hear that, you assume, well, maybe he's 6'1", and he's about 210, and he, yeah, yeah. he'll be a good player. Right. When that cat came on the, on the field, man, Reggie Moore and I saw him first. He was out there throwing on the side, and I was like, damn, boy, we didn't made it good now. Right. You could see he could spin it. He could do, you know, make all the throws, and he was real athletic. 
And I think the biggest thing with Troy is, you know, he's quiet, but you knew when, when he was pissed and you knew when he was happy, but it seemed like he was always even killed. And the thing that I loved about him is that, you know, if he was wrong, he was, hey, bub, that was my bad. I got you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why he's always been able, wherever he's been, he's been, been able to play at a high level because guys want to play with him, and he works his ass off. That was the thing. He came back between his first year in the league and going to a second year. He came back to work out, you know, just throw the ball around and do some stuff on, on campus. You know, maybe he had autograph signing or something, but he was there for a couple of weeks. So we worked out together and he said, man, if they can get me a line, I'm telling you with the guy. And, and I knew those guys yeah. that he was talking about. He said, Michael Irvin was, was yeah. there. And he said, we got some guys that can play, but he says, just a matter of if we can get it going. And That's, that was before they got on that run, even when he was struggling. Yeah. But one in 15 you know, here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the one thing with him that made him so good is that he knew how to, he knew how to just make everybody else better. And he was just always one of those cats that just, uh, you wanted to play hard for and you wanted to play with because you know he put you in position to make plays. Now, who was that? So, was Flipper there? Flip was there my sophomore year. Then Flip Flip was a senior when I was a sophomore. Then we had Reggie Moore, Mike Farr, uh, Dave Keating. I mean, we had a bunch of other guys at, at the receiver position. But then, you know, uh, Flip was there as a senior. Him and Paco Craig. I mean, we had a yeah. bunch of Bunch of dude, bunch of Cali dudes. Yeah, yeah. and then My, young guy like JJ Stokes and Sean LaChapelle. They Sean really LaChapelle. Toughest. I was about to ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But it, yeah. It, you say those names, and I'm tripping right now. I'm like, damn, dog. That, that's when UCLA <laughs> had dudes going to the league like crazy. <laughs> like they had more dudes in the NFL than anybody, and we already knew they had the NBA locked up. So like, yeah. UCLA was well, a powerhouse. Well, I think the thing is, you just said it. When we used to go to our games. It wasn't like SC was the only show in town. I mean, all those young guys right. that were coming up that were rappers or movie stars, you go on our sideline, they were all there. Yep. Yeah, it was It was no, like the UCLA-USC game when it was either at the Coliseum or for us, both sidelines were full of people. Yeah. And, and it was like really, even though the Raiders were in town, we were still the show because we were both really yep. good at that time. Uh, and it's changed. I mean, they don't have the same ballers that, I, you know, I, I hope that they're starting to turn that corner. Yeah, and I know they paid Lincoln Riley a whole lot of money, so they're going to be good on the outside. I don't know about right. interior line and D line. Right. I, I'm not sure if they're going to be good, but but you were right, Coach. We had some we had some dudes that could could go get it. Man, you guys had dudes. Um, what's but your, Lincoln what's your Riley, this is how I feel about Lincoln Riley, real quick. Oh yeah, go. He has mm -hmm. never had to Fuck really him. build. He's just inherited things. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. he's had to stack a roster. He's inherited it all. So how yeah. do we know that he really has what everybody is assuming? Well, I'll say this, Sarah. He was he was really good at East Carolina, and and he was the offensive coordinator there. Mm -hmm. And here's here's what he is. And coach, you can relate to this. His his mind for recall and some of the things that he can call. He he's got some of the things he does when you watch on tape. Even if you don't have super talented guys, they become better because of him. Now, it's going to be interesting to see. Now, I'll say this. They got a lot of talent at USC on skill position. But that's mm -hmm. not a UCLA, USC offensive line, and that's not a USC defense the last right. couple of years. So that, to me, is going to be telling. And to your point, now you're going to be exposed because you're going to be in a conference 
where you got some dudes that you're going to have to play and you're not going to play in nice weather. You're going to play in some bad weather. You're going to have to play. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to compete against UCLA as well for recruits. And you're going to have Ohio State ain't going to take no day off on you. And anytime you come show up as USC, they're going to be ready to uh, kick you in the mouth. No, no doubt. We'll see. We got a guy in the yeah. chat, Joe. He's from Oklahoma. He he, he said uh, Troy should have never left OU. I think I think Joe is very confused on uh, what he's talking <laughs> yeah. about. Um, so I, Joe, you don't no know choice. what you're talking about on this one. Leave the football to me on this one. So I grew up with Jamel Holloway, by the way, Charles. So you know I've coached Jamel's son. I know Jamel well. Aikman was leaving because Jamel fucking Holloway was a fucking freak of nature. So coach, I had coach, a, Jamel, Jamel Holloway was the baddest dude that could run the option. I'm not. And Barry Switzer was running option coach. They were going to throw the ball around. That's why Aikman left. Not because he got hurt. Come well, on, man. They, they, they gave him, they, they threw the ball maybe 25 times when Troy was there. Right. Yeah. And then as soon as he got hurt, yep. they went straight back to option. Hell they yeah, they crown. did. I'm going to tell y'all, I've never seen a dude that could do the things with the ball that Jamel could do. And then and then he would come out with a with a meat coat <laughs> in Oklahoma and 100 degrees. Hey, dude, I'm going to tell you like this. <laughs> I grew up with Darian Hagan and Jamel Holloway. Oh, and those man. are the two baddest brothers I've ever seen run option in college football. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just telling you, Jamel was different. And Jamel's a little older than Darian and myself, but... Uh, I think Darian came out and, I mean, Jamel came out with 85, I want to say, or 84. Um, you know, right, Banning High School right here in, in Carson. And Darian was at Lock and Watts. And, you know, we that's when, that's when Oklahoma, uh, Nebraska, Colorado were all, yeah. were all pillaging L.A. kids. And that, those three yeah. programs were powerhouses. And they all had L.A. kids. Well, and I'll tell you this, all of those schools you just mentioned recruited me and they all were recruiting Texas. You know, I'm from Houston. Yeah, yeah. And the minute the Southwest Conference started going down, those schools were like, no, nah, we're going to go get some of that talent, too. So I agree with you, man. Those were some talented dudes. Colorado would, would recruit those kids hard, too. But, but let me uh, ask you, uh, you yeah. where are you from, Beaumont? I grew up in Beaumont. I was born in Beaumont, but I grew up in Houston. Okay. Uh yeah. I know Terry lived down there for, for recruiting. He started going heavy down there, right? You got you got who? Uh you got the running back, uh who was it? Ball? Kev, uh Eric Ball was from up north, but uh you're talking about uh Kevin Williams. Kevin Williams down there. Yeah. Myself, Freddie Gilbert, Pat Bates, uh Reggie Moore. I mean, it was a pipeline of guys that and I think we they still kinda do it, but yeah. Brian Jones, who ended up transferring yeah. back to Texas. Yeah. BJ uh yeah, I mean, man, we had so many dudes from home that they were, and we were actually when we got there, we started recruiting more because they were like, right. "Man, how you like it out here? You, you, you yeah. bring, man, you know, yeah. you bring somebody out there to Cali, Hell boy." Yeah. Hey, the best recruiters are the players. Shit, man, best recruiters are, are, your, are the players are. on the roster. People don't realize Donahue was so heavy, and he was a, one of the first ones on the West Coast going out there in the Pac-10 to Texas. Because mm-hmm. I don't know why Arizona, Arizona State weren't heavily doing it more when they're closer. But yeah. I think Terry was like, screw it. I'm going to go over there, and we're going to dab into Texas. And I think you guys were so so loaded. T- t- tell Sarah. I want, I'm curious on your take here. The SEC, uh, 
You're familiar with ACC, SEC a little more than us on the mm-hmm. West now. What What do you look forward to seeing this year? You, you think any surprises? I, I know I know Sarah's uh, in love with Tennessee and what Heupel's doing. I think he's got some things. He's got the West Coast quarterback yeah. here, Nico, going there and, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. all these things. Mm-hmm. Do you see anybody surprising in Alabama or Georgia this year? I, I wish I could say I, I did see that, but. Alabama has done such a good job, not only recruiting, but in the transfer portal, you know, picking guys off there. So it makes it difficult. Georgia's going to still be good, even though they've lost a lot of talent. I think they'll still be really good. Their defense has to improve. And, you know, I mean, they're going to play well on offense. I think the big thing for me is, you know, a team like Florida. You know, how can Florida start to make any kind of semblance of a run with all the talent that they've recruited, but they haven't played to that talent level. Right. Um, you know, I, I mean, there, there are a couple other teams that I think that could, could do some damage. You know, the big thing with the SEC is who's going to surprise you. Kentucky, I think, is going to be a dog. You know, they're, they're going to battle people. And it depends on the schedule, too. A&M, I don't think, is ready yeah, to take schedule. that next step. Yeah, I don't think they're ready to take the next step. But I, I do like what Josh Heupel is doing in Tennessee, and I think they're doing a much better job recruiting, uh, what, what, which had fallen off for a long time. But to, to answer a long way, Alabama and Georgia, I think, are still the class of the SEC. In Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's not going to be South with, Carolina. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this with South Carolina. Spencer Rattler is going to make a difference because South Carolina uh, has never had a quarterback. No, I mean, he's the average, best at average. Ooh. I think so. He's like, you know who he reminds me of? <laughs> he reminds me of, because here's why it's his decision making. And he reminds me of Jarrett Garantano. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I just a, don't think he's, he's a much better player than Jared Gantano. I don't know. But I I'll just don't think, I don't think Shane Beamer either is the coach for him. <laughs> Shane Beamer is trying to be on the team so badly. Hey, coach, she, she, she can't take away her, her uh, Tennessee roots. Listen, yeah, they, they, they were playing, they were playing a guy like me off the streets. He was a fourth string guy. That was a, a GA that they they had to put in there. So if Spencer can't play better than him, yeah, they don't deserve to win. Okay, <laughs> they sure was, dog. They was playing a GA. Hey, even yeah. you go back to Spurrier though, he had like Lopez, and they haven't had a quarterback in South Carolina fuck forever. No, no, that's what I'm saying. How do you I mean, not have guy, one there? Well, uh, Connor Shaw was a really he was a tough tough player, but he wasn't a great quarterback. I mean, yeah. I, I, that to me is. One of those things, to you, to your point, why can't you go find a guy that can spin that ball? I mean, there's guys transferring left and right that are going to all these, yeah. like, you know, you get, you're getting guys in, like, Memphis and shit. Like, you telling me you can't get a guy in South Carolina, like a SEC school with resources? I, I yeah. don't know, man. Well, I, it's coaching, too. I mean, you have to look at all the changes that we've had in the SEC with coaching. Yeah, no doubt. That's yeah, true. Good point. Yeah, Fair enough. What games are you looking forward to calling this year? Most excite, at least what what excites you the most? It don't matter, or you don't know yet. Yeah, I don't really know yet. I mean, I only have the first couple of weeks filled out. So once the, you know, once they start kind of getting in the conference play, I think it'll get a, get a, get a little bit more interesting. I'm interested in that first week though, UNC and at at Boom uh, against App State. That's going to be a good game. Now do you, uh, it's going to be one of those under the radar games. I think mm-hmm. early on. Yeah, Apps came a far away from FCS to now. You know, D2 to FCS, beat Michigan, and now yeah. they're they're beating teams that I'm just like, dude, that's – I don't know. I kind of want to hear your take on this one. 
Um, yeah. App State, right? They become this. Mm-hmm. They become a a, a, a Division One school, and so, just yeah. a few years ago, they were an FCS school that beats a Michigan, and everyone's like, okay. I think football and basketball as well now with the transfer portal. I just think football is so watered down. Like, there isn't more than six to eight teams that I could think of that 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 are going to beat you every week. I think an App State can beat most of any Power 5 schools in the country, just like Coastal Carolina, just like BYU. I think these schools can shock you any given day because of the portal and how watered down the camaraderie of the locker room is now at the bigger schools that we once once feared, now that everyone's on equal playing ground, people are like, shit. BYU's like, shit, we'll go in Alabama and give you all you want because of that. <laughs> but besides the Alabamas yeah. and Georgias, maybe Clemson if they're back, Ohio State, I think you can beat, a lot of these teams can beat any of these, any, any, anyone else on any given week. And, and Do you yeah. think that's because of the transfer portal, or are you, are you just more like uh, it's just uh, the level of talent? I think it's a transfer portal, but I also think how App State – came up to Division One, how they got to FBS and stayed true to their roots and then kept moving and played in the conferences like a Sun Belt that's given them an opportunity to grow but not move too fast because you've yeah. seen it the other way where schools move up and they, they're they not very good because they, they, they lose some of that. You know, and I think we, we might see it. That's a good, good think about it on the West Coast. The only way the Pac-12 or Pac-10 or whatever it's going to be last is that they get off their high horse and stop talking about academics and think Fresno State, Boise State, San Diego State, you know, open you because you, you only have a limited amount of schools on the West Coast. Yeah. And if they've been perennially good in football, you better be looking at them. Yeah. So, no, I, I think App has just done a really nice job of Jerry Moore was there for a number of years, Sean Satterfield, when Satterfield left. Sean Clark has come in. You know, they, they've done a really nice job of just staying true to their roots. And I think that's, to me, what you have to do if you're going to make that move from FCS to FBS. Yeah, nah, no doubt, no doubt. I, yeah. What, are you hearing any rumblings about these this new power deal they make, the, the, whether it's the SEC creating this big south or whether it's Ohio State and the big north bringing USC and UCLA with them? Are, are they? Do you see that just being four big power – conferences and everyone else is basically going to end up being damn group of five i mean that's because i could see a vanderbilt getting booted out of the sec just because they can't win you know what i'm saying and and they're playing (laughs) in memphis's league next you know it you know what i mean yeah yeah relegation right like in soccer no i I mean we've heard for so long that there were going to be you know four super conferences but it seems like the big 10 and the sec have laid the gauntlet down so you'll have the, the P2 and everybody else trying to get some scraps. I don't think there can only be two power conferences, but I just think right. those two have just right out front, kind of they're leading the pack right now. So, it, it man, this this is a crazy time. It you is, know, we man. got all that stuff to talk about, and then we got the game to talk about. So, I'm I, for me, it's great. I'm sure for you guys, y'all can do this every single day, all week, all day, every day. Man, it's crazy. You're right, man. You got you, you. Does it make it harder for you to call a game, though, uh, knowing that the roster's changing every five minutes and you're like, damn, this kid just transferred in the portal. I, I, I was studying this kid, and now, you know, I don't really know much about him because he came from damn Memphis to a Power 5 school and is playing. Um, yeah. Does it change anything, or are you just up to date per week? I just do it per week. And, I mean, I watch enough film like I would if I, if I was playing or coaching. 
So the thing is, I know at a certain point, kids can't transfer, so it's locked. The, right. the, the rosters are locked at that certain point. Then once the offseason happens, that's when I, I pay attention. But it's too hard, man, because you got guys moving everywhere. But once I know who, who are going to be out there, who's getting dressed, I can look at film and say, okay, they plug this guy in for that guy. And just let's go, you know, call ball. I mean, that's no that's the thing for me, coach. It, it's it's calling ball. I mean, no shit, we've been doing it all our lives, right? And, and I love there's guys like you calling it that actually played it, that actually coached it. So you you dabbled mm-hmm. into coaching. You were with the uh, the yeah. Alliance League, that spring league. Yeah, uh, you were oh, coaching man. them. Are, were you messing around with the USFL at all or XFL or any, any interest? You know, I, I thought about it, but after the way that deal ended for us, I said, no, nah, I'm not fooling with that. <laughs> you can burn me one time, but you ain't going to get me again. But I'll tell you, I had so much fun, man. I, I know what your coaching bug is like, and I know all those guys, why they get it, because it Man, when you're able to help dudes get better and see them improve and win games, ain't nothing like winning. Woo. No, no that's doubt. A great, that's a great feeling. There ain't. And especially when you've been there, done it, and you're trying to tell a kid, like, listen, man, experience is, is you can't equate it. There is no, mm-hmm. we've been there, done that. Listen to what the hell we're saying, and you will feel it. You will taste it. Yeah. You know, that's the great yeah. thing. And not, and you really only get through to one of them sometimes. And it's a, yeah. it's crazy how you, you thrive to get through to all of them, but you can't save them all, man. They, they just can't be saved. So it's, it's unfortunate. But uh, before you get out of here, what's your take yeah. on how do you see the USFL and the XFL, two leagues playing simultaneously underneath the NFL's huge conglomerate umbrella? Do you see it sustaining? No league has ever done it, like you just said. Um, but is there enough talent to have two damn leagues that, that are basically A-string NFL guys? Well, I, I think here's the thing. You know as well as I do, the guys that make it on practice squads or on scout team or don't really get to play in the NFL, they don't get a chance to be themselves. Right. So the minute they get to come to a place where they can practice and work, it we saw guys that from our league that ended up making it because they just had a chance or maybe they were – injured for too long and couldn't get healthy. It was just a lot of different factors. Or they just said, look, I know this is my last shot. I'm going to make the most of this shot. And you're starting to see it with the USFL. The thing for me is the NFL has to buy into it. If the NFL doesn't buy into it, they won't last. And that's been the problem in the past. And I think if the NFL can do that, guys, um, it it, it, to me it bodes well because I see a guy like Turpin who takes a return yeah. kickoff and a punt return back to the house. Yeah. He just wants a chance. And he, that kid can play. Yeah. He was, he did some stuff in school that probably got him in trouble. Yeah. And that's why he's in the USFL. But if he now pays attention, his ass going to be on Sundays. He's going to yeah. be playing on Sundays yeah. a lot. <laughs> I think they took a QB too or something. Somebody got a yeah. QB out yeah. of there. Hey, yeah. I, I, I'm all for the chances and opportunities for these cats. I, I mean, I hope to see another league. I would love to see some spring football at the pro level, you know, along with mm-hmm. – yeah. Watching spring ball at Alabama only or, or, or you know. Oh, it would give us something to do on the offseason, too. My goodness, fill that yeah. gap up. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. right now it's a dead period. We just came out of dead period. Like, damn, there's nothing to watch. You can't bet on nothing. You can't mm-hmm. watch nothing. It's like <laughs> now we're finally in football season coming up this week. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens, man. But 
Man, Charles, I appreciate you coming on, man. You've always, uh, you're always a real dude, man. And, I, and uh, it's always, it was great watching you grow up, man. Uh, watching you play and, and being a part of this, growing up right here, being a UCLA guy. I was born at UCLA Medical Hospital, so uh, you know oh, I knew man, all those stuff. guys, man. So um, it's always good hearing those stories when I, especially I tell the Troy Aikman stories, how accurate he was, and guys that I know oh. played with them. Unbelievable, coach. But. You, uh, coach, you could put it through some things. Now, the only other guy that that, that could spin it. Like that, I played with. I mean, Dan Marino was on another level, but uh, Jeff George oh, was yeah. another guy in practice, not in the game. In yeah, practice, he was that like it that. factor. Troy had the it factor though too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to have that, that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, well, man, hey, good, good I appreciate you, you man. I appreciate right, you coming on, brother. You. I'll talk to you soon. All right, y'all have a good one. Thanks. All right. Okay. Um, shout out to I've Charles got, He's amazing. Yeah, Charles good, dude. He does good, dude. He does good. He calls games. So if you guys haven't listened to him call games, go find out where he's at. He'll call the SEC, ACCs, calls all those games all year long. He does a hell of a job um, growing up in Texas, and then he comes out to UCLA. So uh, he was on some great UCLA teams. I'll tell you right now, UCLA was loaded. I wish you young cats in the group really knew <laughs> how good UCLA was. They had more guys in the NFL for a long time. They had great – we're not even talking about guys on defense. Their defense was absolutely loaded. And then when Bob Toledo took the program over, um, when Terry Donahue resigned, Bob Toledo took over. And people don't realize they beat USC nine years in a row with Bob Toledo. And they had guys like Cade McNown and, um, you know – all, all these big-time players, um, they had a dual-headed Heisman at running back. Uh, they had Gaston Green, Eric Ball back in the day with that team that Arbuckle was on. So it was, it was uh, interesting to hear those takes. Uh, Sarah, what up? So you got to get out of here in a few this, minutes. This guy, Joe, I've got to set him straight. Like Joe Accord, he's a meteorologist. He does weather. He's been loyal. He's always in the show. He's in well, Oklahoma. He's in Oklahoma, so give it to him. He needs to stick to weather. Okay, <laughs> buddy? Because let me tell you something. Shane Beamer is a bitch. So first of all, he's trying so hard to to be a member of the team. Let, let, I mean, let's put it as it is. Secondly, uh, Christian, do you have that graphic? That I sent of uh, the Tennessee South Carolina game when they're down and Shane Beamer is on the sideline celebrating that they finally got a touchdown. Oh, I don't know. I think oh, yeah. it was like, I think, you should, I I think it was, see if you put it in there. I don't know if you put it in there or not. Um, oh, okay. Well, you will never see Nick Saban or anybody celebrating like that when you're down that much. Hey, that's, that's, that's good. Yep, there it is. 38 to 7. <laughs> there it is. And he's so excited. No. No. That is a great point. That's some shit JB would do. That I would do. I hate to use myself in third part person. That was some shit that I would do right there. Because that is a great point out to a lot of folks. 38-7 and you're celebrating. I would be And like, you're celebrating. You gotta be shitting me. If I would ever do that, unbelievable. Um, that is crazy as hell. I... I got to show something, though. Lucy, all the Texas folks in the in the room. Sarah, this is some slapdick shit right here. I don't know if you've seen this. But Pub public fool nudity, forced eating of Oreos covered in hot sauce and shit. 
Lap dances and throwing hot sauce and likely shit led to hospitalization of 21 Alamo Heights football players getting suspended. So we're still living in this hazing day. I, 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 I'm torn right now, Sarah. So hazing stopped because I think we became so soft. So now I'm starting to see hazing again, but it's starting to become, it's, it's like a stupid hazing. But I'm kind of like happy that some people are still fucking with people in that regard. But at the same time, it's like, holy shit, you're doing some stupid ass shit. And Lucy's here and she's in the house and, sh- and, uh, and, and, and I gotta be honest, Texas is a shit show right now, Lucy. What's going on? I don't get it. That's like frat boy hazing. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, you don't see. I, yes, I first agree. First of all, I don't think you're hard if you're joining right. a frat and you're being hazed by dumb shit like that. You're not hard. You're a pussy. Yes. Like you nobody's going to be doing that shit to me. You are. I, we got to we gotta talk about this. Uh, the what they who they call the punt god or whatever he's actually right up the street oh, from god. me san diego california right up the street um you know this kid here uh matt areza been accused of gang raping a girl the problem i have is sarah it happened a year ago the bills signed him he's in a facility in the nfl for a few months now and now some stuff has came out about him and and i and he's already admitted to having sex to a seven, with a 17-year-old, whether it was permissible or not. He had sex with a 17-year-old as a 21 or whatever, two-year-old. Um, and I, I get it. It's still sickening. It's kind of sickening. You're, he's, she's 17, a senior in high school. Um, it happened right here in San Diego uh, along with some other teams. But he didn't, like, I mean, he it's gang rape. Yeah, is that that's I don't know enough about it to comment on the whole thing. I don't know all that, but apparently, yeah, that's what they're saying. Um, right. So, so I, this is my deal. Yeah. Don't be an idiot. If you have these opportunities in front of you, don't be an idiot. Why are you? You know, don't participate in any, any of this shit because it's going to come out. It's going to bite you in the ass. So obviously, he's a shit bag. I mean, yeah, to say the least. Um, right. He's a shit bird. Um, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, he has there's text messages that say that he um, supposedly okay, she okayed it, and he and all this shit. And I'm just like, but the but it really wasn't. I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Um, it's unfortunate um, to say the least. I got I got to ask your opinion on this though, and we're gonna go right back to this banter. Um, <laughs> Dwayne Wade, if you guys haven't seen, his <laughs> wife was walking uh, around. Her nipples are hard, okay? We're going to point that out. Her nipples are hard. Du- uh, Jimmy Butler said, well, damn, in caps. And Dwayne w- Wade said, put well, damn, in caps on my wife's photo again, and you're going to see the good, the bad, and the ugly is like. Jimmy Butler basically said, that escalated quickly. Point noted. I'm still coming to the barbecue. <laughs> um I don't know if that's all fun and games or not. I I think it's I think Dwayne Wade got mad, but who's wrong, Sarah? The girl for rocking the nipples hard. We already talked about it, so I know your take on this. Here, here's my whole debate. This is all I want to say. I think that um, if you rock nipples hard and you're a beautiful <laughs> woman, you're a beautiful woman, and you do it. 
Um, and you you just have to understand, like me and Wido said, you have to understand you're going to get that response. And if and my thing is, if she didn't post it, you wouldn't have Jimmy Butler's response. Now, if you did post it, you have to understand as Dwayne Wade that it's going to come out. You're going to have comments like this. So the comments by by him, though are also a little weird, right? Because if that is your boy or if that's your girl, your homegirl or whatever that you know through Dwayne Wade, it's kind of weird that you are going to comment on something like that. But at the same time, if she don't post it, there is no comment. So it is what it is. I don't know. Was it a model shoot? Was it this? Is it making her money? So now is it different? I I don't know. It's just weird. It's I know that's old picture. That's a couple years old. But it's resurfaced, and I just wanted to touch on that and ask. I, okay, so the amount of comments that I get on my posts from from people that you wouldn't expect it to be from, for example, like my husband's boss was on there one day, and he's like, oh, hey, looking good. We haven't talked to you in years, and you were his, my husband's boss. Like, now you're following me, and you're looking at these pictures. Damn. But – but you don't see my husband on there being like, right, hey, right. I'll kick your ass for commenting on my wife's picture. Right. Just think that if that's playful banter, cool. But my husband has never commented on on anything in that way because he's not insecure. Yeah. And he knows what's out there and he's proud of his woman. So he doesn't really give a shit. You know, it doesn't it doesn't bother him at all but he also has to trust you he also has to have that trust yeah right you're not out there you know doing some shit just because the perception or the persona or the perceptions reality out here now especially you got these weirdos in your dms you got these weirdos commenting i would but she's hot who cares if she posts that yeah i mean hey i'll be honest if I was your man, I would have a. I would be looking at some shit like fuck. I gotta fucking kill some motherfuckers. Today. <laughs> I, I don't know. It'd be hard. I, I'm just saying, your man is a fucking. Your man. Shout out to him. Matt, <laughs> your man, Matt, is his name. A oh, man. Yeah. Matt is a fucking trooper. I'm gonna be honest. Hey, uh, but he. I mean, Matt laid down the law. Like right when we met, he beat the shit out of my ex boyfriend. Oh well. So shit. nobody fucks with Matt. <laughs> Um, that's what I'm talking about. Shit. Hey, it is what it is. I, my thing is like people do their Dwayne Wade has to be insecure. I think he's scared. He's got a kid that's kind of a made up human. He's got all these different <laughs> issues going on. And like, it's like, fuck, man. I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird shit. Um, but they're super you know. lib too, right? Aren't they like in this, like letting their kid pick their gender type of deal? Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think they're like the Will Smith type of deal. And Jada Pinkett. I think they're swingers. I think there's some other shit going on. Um, after this kicker's news dro- uh, dropped, uh, the Browns immediately signed him for a four-year, <laughs> $250 million. That is pretty fucked up right there. I just thought that was pretty funny. No, this is not true. I'm thinking this is not real. But I thought it was pretty funny. Everybody that does some shitbird activities, the Browns are seemingly uh, signing. Um the internet's undefeated, man. I gotta be honest. The internet is fucking undefeated. It's crazy how that operates. Um, but I don't know, man. That's pretty crazy right there how they show that. Um, I wanted to bring this up. 
Trey Lance looked fucking horrible yesterday, and they lost to the Texans in a preseason meaningless football game. Meaningless football um, game. <laughs> after you saw Aaron Donald hitting everybody with the helmet, Sarah. Holy shit, take? that's bad. What is your take, though, on these NFL teams practicing against one another? in Not in the game, but they're practicing against one another. Um, before their actual scrimmages, uh, I don't think it should happen in the NFL. I think I wouldn't want to mm-hmm. show you anything, a little less my roster and what it looks like. But we're already going to play a preseason game. Why do I need to practice with you all week? Right. And now you got a preseason game coming up. And now, how do you know there's not a motherfucker out there ready to headhunt your ass or do some shady shit to you? Um, I don't. I wouldn't do it. I don't like it. No, and honestly, like, way to show me more so that this is a business and it's not real. You know what I mean? Like, stop making business decisions and let these let it be what it is. It's supposed to be football, and it's not anymore. It's just a calculated, how do we make money off of this? How do we do this now? I, I, there should be no joint practices or anything like that. That's yeah, I, stupid. To me, it's like, giving away the fucking goods. I just couldn't do it. Um, what's your take on this deal? I know you saw this in uh, North Carolina gay pride <laughs> event slammed over video of child on a stripper pole. Um, they put child abuse on there. Um, I've been seeing it with all the made-up humans. We've been seeing it. Uh, we got these folks in, in Denny's fucking putting on shows for little kids. Uh, I think it's grooming. Mm -hmm. I think it's a grooming mechanism. But without getting too far in depth, what is your take on that deal? Uh, Because these kids don't know what a pole is. Nope. My kids don't. Um, But I just don't understand the hypocrisy. I'm a mom that does OnlyFans, and my kids have no idea what that is. And there's a light switch. I mean, it's turned on and off. Yet, I'm a bad mom, and then we've got this shit going on. Man. And we've, like, this is outrageous to me. How? Uh, There's no way that is acceptable. That is child abuse. It's sexual, like, almost molesting of a child because you have them up there on a pole with you. What in the world? What? You saw the video earlier. I saw your comment on Twitter. You saw a video of a female talking about offensive line play. I immediately retweeted it to Matt McChesney and Adam, who we had on yesterday, old Mm -hmm. linemen, right? And they they actually blasted her just like I did. Uh, And then you come out and say, yeah, my tits are too big to to talk sports, but you can do what you do and talk and think that you're replicable. Right. That's the hypocrisy, too. I like as a woman in this industry, I'm never going to act like I know what coaching is or I know what playing is. I am a fan. I have knowledge of the sport. I know things, but I also have a certain level of intelligence and common decency to know where my place is. And these women are put in these positions, but they're only put in this position because it's not because of their knowledge. It's not because of who they are. It's because they, they fit the mold, kind of like we were talking about yesterday. Um, the image and, and that's what you have out there is these women that are fitting the image enough to talk about sports that have 
done everything the right way. But women like me who have big boobs or look a little like you'll never see a woman that looks like me on ESPN ever, never. Yeah, you're right. Or that talks like me ever. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, even the the black women that get on, there's been beautiful ones. I, I know Carrie Champion personally. She's from California. She was on there, and even ESPN became so woke for even her. She got out. Right. Um, and then you've seen like other women on and there. And Tracy Wolf, yeah, you know. Yeah, there's other women on there, but even them, they're not. They're not you. They're, like you no. said. Like they couldn't handle they couldn't handle Kelly, right? So, like, and Kelly's beautiful woman, and she's on there, and she's right. boisterous. She's gonna talk shit. She's gonna speak her mind. They won't hire that man. It's crazy. She's very strong and upfront about things, and she's very knowledgeable. Yes, I mean, but they're not gonna have somebody like that on there. That's why I said, you know, Alyssa Lang gets this job with Paul Feinbaum, and and and. I'm not going to minimize her success. Great for her. But is she the best person for that job? No. No. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's everywhere in America because coaches get the same thing. Coaches right. are getting hired that are absolute just ass kissers and horrible. I mean, yep. you think Shane Beamer's that way, right? Well, look at who his dad yes. is. Who's his dad? His daddy. So, yep. like nepotism is always going to be in this whole thing. And I don't care if you're a CEO of a used car salesman or a dealership, or if you're at uh, BP oil, or if you're at a damn uh, Cane's fast food chicken house, it's going to be somebody that knows you or that you know. And that's just the business we're in. And you got to get in where you fit in. And it's unfortunate. Sometimes the best get left behind and nobody ever finds out who they are or what they can do. Right. So, it's I see it every day. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, your kid. You just told me a story. He scored fourteen goals in a game. Yes. Be- and they won't let him play now because he's too no. fucking good. Like he's too good, and parents will complain. So, are we just setting ourselves up to get fucking actual butt fucked by Russia and China? Because that's what we're setting ourselves up for. We don't want to have anyone on the front line with any balls that are any that have any competitive drive whatsoever, we rather fucking shut down that group. And I, I take it back to being this whole feminist movement thing because if we get rid of these alpha males, you're going to have a fucking problem. I'm just telling you, and that's what I think we I'm seeing at all-time high with these made-up humans hosting these, tra- uh, not trans, but they're hosting these uh, drag queen events with our little kids. And I'm like... Well, I mean, even... Here's a story for you. I think I texted you um, about this... My son's pediatrician, I was talking to her about how he, you know, she was like, oh, so what is his extracurricular activities? And I was like, well, he plays hockey. And she goes, you let your kid play hockey? That should that should not be allowed at this age or this level because that's a very violent sport. So when are you supposed to be allowed at? When are you going to learn it? What? Like, it's a violent sport. It's a contact sport. You can make a decision. If you want your kid to play chess, cool. That's awesome. My kid likes the contact sport and wants to be competitive. Don't punish him or take away from him because he's not a weenie. You know? It's unbelievable, man. I think we should be able to parent our own. We should be able to instill our own discipline. We should be able to do all these different things. Everybody wants... I'm telling you, these fucks want to control everybody. 
And that's the problem. Well, yeah. It's like, and then too, what was your take? I never really got your take on the whole baseball situation with the uh, little boys that hugged or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. after uh, the yeah. minor or, you know, when it, whatever it was, the little league yeah. uh, world yeah, series where he threw the pitch. Yeah. Hit him in the head. He walked mm-hmm. to first base. The pitcher that hit him in the head started crying. Right. So he was emotionally distraught because he hit the kid. And then that kid that got hit went out to the, to the diamond, to the mound, and hugged them, told them it was okay, you right. hit me in the fucking head. So right. that, if that kid was me and I go home, my dad beats the shit out of me for telling me, what the fuck did you go kiss that motherfucker for? He hit you in the head. You should have stole second base. Now, I get both sides. Like he, They're young kids, okay. They're young, impressionable. Um, so I had my take. I tweeted it out a couple weeks ago. I had I had Dontrell Willis on who won a world championship. Uh, we talked about it. Um, I just think we're taking away the competitive edge with it. I, you don't have to hate the human, right? That hits How you in the head. For the game, it's part of the game. You don't have to. You don't have to hate the human that hits you in the head. The issue I have is, the issue I have is he hits you in the head. And you know, as a player, he didn't aim at you purposely and hit you purposely. He didn't try to do it. So me knowing that, okay, I'm pissed that you hit me, but I'm going to beat your ass now. And I'm going to still home. I'm going to still first, still second, whatever. In the pro level, they're teaching to breeze you back off the plate. It's It's a schematic in the game. Just like hockey teaches you how to fight. They teach you how to pull the jersey over the hat so you can get your hits in. And I, I'm just like, I equate it to the game and part of the game, whether it's a gentleman's agreement or whatever you want to call it. Um, we're losing that shit every five minutes in this world, and it's crazy. I don't know. I just don't see. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> listen, it's Fearless Friday. It's 3 o'clock on the West Coast, 6 o'clock on the East Coast. Sarah's got mommy duty. She's got to take her yes. kids to practice. Um, Fridays, usually at this point, we're going to have Brandon Lane come on, scared money don't make money, and talk about everything in betting. Uh, we're one week away from Brandon starting on at this time. So for today, 3 o'clock, we're both going to get out of here, prep for the weekend, get ready for next week's big week. We're going to blow this thing up. Make sure you guys are all there, hitting the like button, subscribe, become a member. Uh, tell your buddies, tell your friends. There's no show better. Me and me and Sarah are just getting ready and amped up with this thing. We've had a hell of a week with a bunch of guests. Me and Sarah has barely even been able to t- take a piss. All right, so um, it's been interesting. It's been fun. We've had great guests on. Go back and watch the show. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Um, I do have John. I, I do have St. John Bosco beating the shit out of Allen, Texas. It's not even going to be close. Trust me when I tell you, Bosco and Modern Day are college football programs here in the state of California. They can go anywhere in America and beat the shit out of any team you have in your state. I'm just telling you. So, uh, no offense, Florida, Georgia, uh, Texas, Bosco is going to beat this team probably by forty to fifty points. I'm just telling you. So don't when you hear it, you heard it here first. Um, Sarah's been a good first week. I appreciate you. And and, uh, we'll get together and talk more and and get ready for Monday. And uh, appreciate everybody joining in. Go to CoachJBStore.com. Get some fresh merch. You see uh, Sarah rocking the... the the uh the the hoodie or the uh gear all week she's got the tumbler she's got the tank top she's got everything you get all at all short fat skinny and tall so appreciate everybody lucy all you guys brian i appreciate everybody and like i said we will see you monday 
um, at 1 o'clock Pacific right here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Become a member before we get out of here. I'll see you guys on Monday. Peace. I'm a chameleon, they call me, man. Yeah. I can go in and walk into any any type of uh, any home, any background, walk down any street in, in the country, in my opinion. And I think that real recognizes real. It's a new, new venture to have. Yeah. The Coach JB Show uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I am ready to do some content. Coach JB Show. The Coach JB Show. Give it to you straight. No chaser. Sarah Blake.